What up, Twisters? Episode 21. Monty here. So this uh, episode's a little different. We had a kind of conflict of scheduling, so the first half of the episode is going to be Cam, Nate, and our man Jay, who's also a co-worker of theirs. A cool seaman dude I've met a couple times. So that should be interesting. I'm kind of curious. I'm going to have to listen back myself and see what's going on there. Otherwise, the second half, we got Cam and I smoking on a few blunts and just kind of getting into some personal interest stuff, you know. Got into a bunch of fun things, and I think this is kind of an experimental episode you should check out. Tell us what you think, because, I mean, it is really hard to get three people in the same room every week with all these different schedules. You know, we do our best, but, uh, yeah, it is what it is. Let us know and see if maybe you liked it better or maybe this is a no-go. I definitely miss Nate's energy on our podcast on the second half, but uh, it was still kind of fun. I feel like maybe a little more intimate just being on a one-on-one basis. So yeah, definitely reach out. Anyways, cheers, mates. Welcome to the sesh. Hey, Twisters. We got some ad space available. So if you're a part of a company or have a product that you think we would really enjoy, hit us up. Shoot us an email at twistletternntalk at gmail.com. Or shoot us a DM on Instagram at Twist and Talk Podcast. That's Twist, the letter N, Talk Podcast. At a critical time when young people must make decisions that will shape their future, the people who become dependent upon marijuana are dependent on an escape that makes the unreal seem beautiful and the reality of life seem unnecessary. Twenty one in the house. Oh, no wonder I can't hear you. Cam's mic isn't plugged in. He's over here <laughs> talking craziness. Yep, episode twenty one, baby. Ah, now I'm in. There he is. There it is. There There's it is. Cam. Technical difficulties. I tried to start this episode, but I failed. Yep, I was still <laughs> taking pictures of the oleum. Oh man. Yeah. So we got a little bit of different different setup on this podcast. A little. Uh, had to call an audible once again, you know, potheads mm-hmm. trying to fucking be organized. So we don't ever get it together hundred percent. Oh yeah. That's okay. So we have no Monty this episode. Well, I, we do. We just, we're going to have to do this a little bit differently. Are we going to do a double? Yeah, we're going to do okay. this a little differently. So basically we're going to do a half episode with me and Nate and we got Jay on the mic over here. Thank one of our boys you. from, uh, from Everett. And then Everett Cushman's. Then after a while, we're gonna swap and we have to do a you know some some post production for us. And basically, I'm gonna cut to tomorrow essentially, and then it'll be me and Monty and maybe another guest. We'll have to see how it, how it fleshes out. But it'll be me and Monty at least, so that way you get you know the whole Twist and Talk crew. And yep, split up a little bit, but hopefully all you know combined it, it works out. I think it will. I think it'll be fine. We'll have to see how it does. You know, I'm, I might be might be damning this whole episode down to who knows, right? <laughs> but fuck it it'll be good yeah all right yeah so as cam said we have jay in the house he works at the everett store he's thank you thank you the inventory manager right mm-hmm. now was a bud tender he's working his way up in the crew doing trying good. to trying to definitely yep. and you came from uh from a different store before you came to cushman's didn't you yeah i came from mary j's awesome man yeah. how long was, were you working there for about a year and a half you know it was uh i started in security and then i moved on up to bud tending I was just kind of getting that mic set up for him. I don't know. I was trying to get it more straight on. As long as you feel comfortable is all we care about. Yeah, we're good. Okay. But the, uh, yeah, moved up to Bud Tender. And then uh, once that shop, you know, closed down and we had to find some new area to go, we came over to Cushman's and been there since. Been loving it. Good customers. I will say the customer base at Cushman's is amazing. 
Is it? Like, in comparison to what I'm used to, nice. like you just got a lot here. of like nice people, like a yeah. lot cool. of really good people coming to Cushman's. For sure. It's hard for me to know something like that. I've only worked at Cushman's and I mean, I've almost only shopped at Cushman's just because I'm like, why well, go to another week yeah. when I'm at one? Exactly. <laughs> Especially so, when you get a discount too, it's kind of hard. Right. Right. It's cool to Allegedly. know that our, uh, our customers are cool. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because I wouldn't have any anything to compare or contrast that to. I will say at uh, Mary J's, we definitely had a little bit older, I would say, demographic that came in. So yeah. maybe the, the knowledge base is a lot better at, at Cushman's, I feel. True. The neighborhood that the old, it was, in, it was Silver Lake, which is like a suburb of Everett, which isn't even like, I mean, like as a, in, uh, Everett's a suburb of Seattle. So yeah. it's like very small little, it's like one of those areas that isn't an actual city, but you know, when you go to that part of your city, you're in a different part. Yeah, for so sure. it's yeah like exactly. Silver Lake area of Everett. And it is a little bit of an older neighborhood. So funny story about, so my aunt, my great aunt, I should say, my, my grandma's sister lives probably five blocks from your guys' old shop. And they bought those houses back in the late late 60s. Mm. That's when all that whole neighborhood was built was in the late 60s. And that was supposed to be like the most uppity. That was supposed to be like the richest part of town when they built it. That's what they had in mind was like a view of the valley and the mountains. And, sure. like, and like, and my grandma, whose sister it was, she bought a house at the same time down in what was supposed to be like the shittier part of town down by the paper mills and everything in North Everett. But then everything switched up to where all those people who bought those houses who are now in their 50s or 60s, whatever it is, 70s, they're now in just a regular residential area. Whereas down there, like all those people who worked for the paper mills, they all started making money because they worked for the main thing that was in the city. Yeah. And so all these houses that were supposed to be in the blue collar, you know, paper mill res- uh, part of the city ended up being the fat ass. Like it's been one of the nicest neighborhoods in the, in the city now. Yeah. Yeah. And so I can totally see how your demographic for that store could be those, th- that type of people who, you know, higher end school teacher, um, you know, I'm surprised at how many like school teachers oh, and coaches God. and stuff that mm-hmm. come in. I got a game in an hour. I got to yeah. get ready Let me get this vape pen. <laughs> right. I got the, I got, a, I got kids. I need to deal with them. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you have two kids. I deal with 30 kids a day. I need to be high. If right. anybody should be smoking weed, it should be like a high school teacher. Right. It should yeah. be anybody that needs to hold the sanity the most. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like give them something like let them go off in La La Land. Like, you know, however, like however many times a minute. Like Kenny on half baked. He was the best <laughs> kindergarten teacher ever. <laughs> You love them kids, dude. Okay, so talk about what, what we're getting. Yeah, talk about. Yeah, we're about to talk about what we're getting into. All right. Um. So we got that constellation. Uh, back on deck. We got the. Uh, what we got? Dosi dough. So we, constellation does two grams and eights these days, and then uh, dosi dough is what we're uh, smoking on right now. We're gonna do a little bit of a comparison between that one and Sub X's dosi dough. Yeah. So I'm kind of excited for it right now. I'm rolling up the uh, constellation. I figure we'll kind of start maybe a little bit. Uh, a little bit healthy on that so we'll do a blunt of constellation a blunt uh, of constellations dosi dough then we'll probably do a blunt of the setup sub x's dosi dough to compare and contrast upon opening the jars for the pictures the sub x definitely looked a little more crystally and sticky but the um the constellation when i opened the jar had much more of a smell oh yeah the aroma is one thing i was going to note about the constellation right now is just Huge kicking. aroma, kicking aroma, super awesome, I'm loving it. 
Can you hand me the torch right behind you there, Jay? Thank you. And then the other thing we got to stay in that dosi dough realm is um, some dosi pop uh. sugar crystals. Let me see, honey crystals from Oleum. You know, Oleum's one of those top notch, high end brands around. Oh yeah, Seattle area. So it's definitely going to be some good stuff for sure. Always a good. So company. let's talk about the dosi dough a little bit. You guys know the lineage? Oh fuck! It's the uh, it's the it's the uh, Girl Scout cookie, cookie crossed with the. Uh, Face off OG. Face yeah. off. Yeah. Good job. It's that one. And it's a great gassy kind of cookie. Do we know what dosi pop is? I don't know what the pop part is. I would assume it's maybe some kind of like black cherry soda or something kind of like that, That's, maybe. That was my guess. Dosi pop strain popped right up for me. Seed Finder. It's actually on Seed Finder. All right, sweet. Wow. You know, that you surprised got... me. I've, I 100% assumed that dosi pop was a mix that they made. You yeah, I, I was mean? I was on that I was on that bandwagon as well. Let's see. Oh, Dosi Dose and Triangle Kush. Oh shit. Mm. Yeah. So we might even get a little wedding cake yes. action up in here. Okay. Mm-hmm. Hell okay. yeah. So while you're rolling that up, I am gonna take a dab. What do we got here? Oh, you're trying to keep it clean. You you burnt it on the last one though. I've been burning a little bit of it. I just haven't. Yeah, yeah. I haven't cleaned it it's off hard. yet. Yeah. So, like, I've been doing the uh, the cold start dabs just so that I can keep that quartz a little bit nicer. Um, okay. I'm testing myself out. Uh, I might have mentioned this last episode, but I'm testing myself out see if I can keep this quartz nice for like six months. If I can keep a clean quartz, then I'm gonna I'm gonna upgrade to some real American stuff. Nice. That's what I was thinking about doing too. Because I, I bought um, a rig for myself for my birthday, and it was. A nice local glass blower named Conjoiner Glass. Out of, oh yeah, uh, dude, I like that guy, Andy. Is it Andy Andrew? I don't know. I don't remember his first name. I don't. I don't. Couldn't okay. tell you at all. Conjoiner Glass is all I could remember. Hmm. And like so, uh, I was thinking that I should get a a Quave Club banger just to keep it Seattle, just to keep it local, keep it real. Oh sure. Oh sure. Gotta How much do, do one of these things run the average person? Because you know there are different bangers uh, and uh, different prices. So an actual Quave Club banger will probably be between 100 and 150 for just for Ooh. the banger. I'd have to say I've even seen them up to 200. I'd say like I would say if you found like at one point in time if you scooped them for like 180, that was a good deal. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, they I would the, the I would say the biggest thing about like Quave bangers or even just American source quartz bangers and stuff like that is that really just the quality control that gets put into place. Whenever you're uh, mass manufacturing something like that, you don't necessarily have the ability to go through and make sure that it's the highest quality or the most pure quality or something like that. So that's where a lot of the uh, that that and also you get you know some artist recognition behind certain things too. So when we talk about Quave bangers, we're talking about like you know the glass blower Quave. Yeah. So he's the one who invented the banger in Seattle. Right. And so he's kind of coming out with a lot of different stuff too. Uh, we got J Red up in up in Seattle as well. Yep, J Red's another uh, I would say another banger maker. He's got he he did the diamond knot. That's kind of what yeah, what the diamond what, knot and the diamond loop, right? And that's basically the diamond knot's kind of cool too. So and unlike the banger, the banger's kind of self self explanatory at this point. The diamond knot's a little bit different. That one's got like a very intricate style uh, grid inside of it, and Almost so basically like a honeycomb type kind of yeah so action you, in there. Well, so if you could imagine like. Um, What's it? Uh, it almost yeah. looks like a grenade from the outside, like sure. how a grenade has those squares. Yeah, yeah. It almost looks like that. So, like, it's hard, man. So, a cylinder, and if you're looking at it from the side, you, obviously it's see-through glass, and it's kind of honeycombish looking, where you have a square of glass, then an empty spot, and a square of glass, and then there's a circle of glass in the middle connecting them all. 
So you have a lot. Uh, the whole thing is is to have as much surface area for your dab to hit on the first initial initial contact, and that way you have so much surface area you can wait for it to get super super cold, and then take that dab because most people don't realize how much the banger cools off the minute your dab touches it. Oh yeah, it's you know like, I mean? it's almost like, like, like it, it drops hundreds of degrees instantly. Because it's it's immediately vaporizing that that substance there, so you right. have to bring that temperature up to vaporization. Yeah, and so or that when you so when you like carb cap and you start splashing the oil around on the wall for its second and third time each time, you know obviously it's getting colder and colder. And then so with this, if the dab is touching that part of the wall for the first time, you're experiencing you know the highest heat that it can do. So you're getting more of the dab, you get more a low efficiency temp. out of it. On your first hit. I see what you're saying. And, it's, yeah. and like you said, the kind of carb capping ability and stuff like that. So it kind of has like this self... What the fuck? I'm dropping a little bit, little, little bunches. Um, it has kind of the self-sealing aesthetic to it. So basically, once that oil kind of penetrates that first layer, it has like this carb capping-ness to it. Like okay. It, yeah, you it almost don't need to carb cap it. You can, you can almost use anything solid for a carb cap. Right. You don't okay. really need a hole in it very much. As long as there's a little bit of airflow underneath there. <laughs> yeah, they're pretty cool. Yeah, I went to high school with the dude, J-Red. Nice. Just barely. Like, he was a senior when I was a freshman type shit. Yeah. Or maybe a junior. And But, um, yeah, he's hella dope. He, he, he's actually uh, making glass. So, like, he has big... Big vats that heat up to like two thousand degrees. Oh, he's pulling, and he, and you actually like dip something in there and make the rods of glass wow. out of it, and it's fucking cool. Yeah, it's really cool to see. Like he has, you know, the ladders that they have in Home Depot that are on wheels. The big, mm-hmm. he has one of those in his garage, and so one dude grabs one end of this. I mean, literally, it's like lava with a with like a um it's a special tool but i'll call it a wrench basically you grab it with a pliers i'd say one dude grabs one end of this like molten lava glass with pliers and then he walks up the stairs and pulls it so the whole thing stays evenly thick you know and it stays straight so using gravity and and vertical angles to keep that what was that (laughs) that was this picture fell on jay oh no and i don't know what happened back there at the same time crazy and I almost forgot to take my dab and all that. Yeah, nuts. Um, but yeah, they're using the using gravity to kind of help pull that glass down, and it's exactly like, what they're doing. And it's absolutely nuts. I like to watch uh, certain Instagram Sparkle Pants Ranch. <laughs> Sparkle Pants Ranch. Oh yeah, Sparkle Pants Ranch. They do some cool stuff, but they, they do a lot of things like um, on the spot auctions too. Of like they call them like seconds and thirds or firsts or stuff like that. The different grades of yeah. uh, those rods and those those pullings and stuff like that. Yeah, because your first pull, you're getting all the real vibrant colors out of vibrant colors out of it. I think, and mm-hmm. then the second one might be a little bit maybe more airy. Even. I think it's I'm got. Exactly I think it's sure. more more bubble content or even more. Yeah. Um, I'd have to say shape comes into context when you're starting about seconds and stuff and stuff like that too um i don't know a whole lot about it honestly like i think that at a certain point in time whenever i was trying to get into trying to get some customs made i was doing a little bit of research on glass and trying to figure out what colors i wanted to do and you know what what i really wanted to go for my aesthetic wise but um i didn't get heavily involved with it but it's at the end of the day it's like one of those things that i thought about why doesn't everybody just have like a small version of being able to make their own mix and make their own colors like you know, it's really like hard. It, it's it, like how hot do you have to get your kiln to be able to melt well, that glass? It's a special kiln. It's, it's called a um, fuck, uh, god damn it, I don't remember the name of it. Um, 
It's on the tip of my tongue. It's like it, uh, it's it's a weird word like corvector. <laughs> I just made that up right now, but it's a weird word like that. Uh, okay. Ah, oh, fuck. I'm gonna Google it. I can't not know it. They have that show now, right on Netflix. I just watched away, that. But so that's a different. So most people don't realize that there's two types of blowing glass. Sure. So they're doing. Um, they're doing soft glass or what's called soft glass. I mean, like technically when you really think about it, um, there only is soft glass. I mean, when you really like, I guess, cause biosilicate is a, is not necessarily a glass specifically, but it's, it's very, is resembling the same kind of properties of that, but it's a lot more, uh, a lot, lot stronger. So there's different, there's soft glass and there's Pyrex. Pyrex is also a name brand, but it's, they use biosilicate glass. Um, it's a silicate style of, uh, Pyro Pyrex is made out of borosilicate. Mm hmm. Boro or uh, borrow? I said borrow. 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 Yeah. Um, and what it's the melting temp of the glass. So it's COE, which I don't know what those initials stand for, but I see that in more things than glass. I see it in metal okay. consistencies and stuff. And I believe that's the. Um, oh, God. This one makes me want to cough and it was super tasty. <laughs> that's why I think the melting point, because like soft glass has a COE of like 28, but. Uh, borosilicate has a melting point of like a COE of like 34 or something like that. Okay. <laughs> so I think it's still glass, just different grades. Well, I, I think that... I'm not I, sure. Well, I don't necessarily exactly know. I think that the uh, essential... Because glass is molten sand mm -hmm. at the end of the day. And I don't think borosilicate is molten sand. It is. It is molten it, sand? It's sand with other... Other ad additives? Yeah. Okay. Um, then that's, I guess, what... Maybe why, sir? Maybe maybe I'd get it like that. That's pure, what makes that it pure, stronger. Maybe I'd get that purest approach when someone would say that's not glass. Then, um, but I don't exactly know. I do know that on blown away, it is soft glass though. It's just actual glass, yeah. and stuff okay. like that. And the more I watch that show, the more I think <coughs> that I want to do that as well. <coughs> I think it's got such a cool aesthetic. You know, it is really cool. Like it's it's amazing what they can do. With, right. You know, just by process of knowing what you're doing really. right and it, what it, most people think of blowing glass when they picture what's going on on blown away and not what i'm doing which is truly called lamp working yeah well like what it like i would have to say like you know pipe makers or even things like what you're doing in yeah. there is like it's such as i would say not necessarily on a smaller scale but it is on a smaller scale yeah, but definitely. on a, it's on a completely different scale it's yeah. on a, it's on a different magnitude you're doing different stuff it's with what, so you, what you're doing um yeah you need to roll it but you don't need to roll like you're not you're not working first of all you're not working with massive pieces of glass. I think at what first they're off. doing is easier. I think what they're doing is easier too. First, I think I think the simple fact that you're most of most of bongs and or let's say dab breaks or what let's just say functional art in general, the fact that it has to function, it has to function well, and it has to look aesthetically pleasing as like all that has to check all those boxes makes it more to, complicated than soft glass. Soft glass might be as maybe a harder technical medium to work with because I don't of, even think so. You don't think so? You think it's going to be even easier? Yeah, when I look at what they're doing. I instantly, I don't want to say no, I can do it. But when I look at it, I'm like, oh, I could do that. You okay. know what I mean? Yeah. Like, because even like I went to that Chihuly Museum a few weeks ago, and I've already replicated some of the things that he's done. Okay. On, and like he was doing them to where the dish that he made was, you know, four feet around. And I took that same exact technique and made it into something that was three inches around. Okay. So interesting and it was way harder to do it in a three inch you know surface mm -hmm. than if i would have been able to do what he was doing with with like it would just be less time consuming and it, it would be an easier 
I can understand that totally. Speaking of which, <laughs> offline, I have some ideas for some glass blowing stuff. Oh man, I'd love it. I know, I know. I haven't got on the torch much lately. It's so hard. I can't get on it much more than five hours a week, and I'm even doing that every other week, probably. I believe it. It's just finding time. Same thing with like me and playing guitar and stuff like that. Like I don't really play outside of going to band practice anymore. Yeah, I'm just kind of chilling. So the other thing we're hooking up here, you know, we got some of that Bodhi Zaffa again. Yeah, that's right. Let's crack this can. Let's do it. Have you uh, done Bodhi yet? I have not. I have not. Do Do you you like like IPAs? I do. I like Elysian. Okay. I'm start, I'm just starting to dabble in it. You gotcha. know? I'm, I'm more is, of a liquor person, but okay, sure. This is a this is a great balanced one. I'd have to say. Cheers, gentlemen. Cheers. Got the got the can action, so not not much clanking yeah, no going changing. on today. But this one's got some it's nice. Pretty good. Yeah. So this is Georgetown Brewery. Uh, Georgetown is out and it's an out, outside of Seattle, just barely. Um, but the one cool thing about Bodie is that they actually. They put their canning date on the bottom. So if we look That's at the bottom of this can, look. 728, 2019. This is just canned at the beginning of the at the end of at the end of last month. Yeah. Today's Maybe, what? Today's the thirteenth. Today's the thirteenth, yeah. So we're yeah. we're just so almost that like two was weeks away. Sixteen days ago. Yeah. It's pretty wild. Fresh. Pretty wild. It's smooth. It's yeah. smooth too. Very yeah. Smooth. And it's balanced. It doesn't have like a super bitter like factor yeah, it's, about it's it. It's not super hoppy. No, yeah, exactly. It's got a refreshing kind of aftertaste. Yeah, it has a little bit of like a grapefruity aftertaste or something like that. Right, some it's sort of not not a very oaky afterbirth at all. No, like if you didn't like IPAs, you could definitely drink this. Like it's not bad at all. It doesn't drink. It doesn't taste like that. Really, you know, right? Bitter, like you said, bitter taste. Yep. Which right. is why I don't really drink IPAs that often. I've been getting slowly in, into the more of that imperial stout land with Me like, too. The, oh my god, and it's such a wild territory, dude. I blame Monty for that. 100%. I really do too. Like, I because like first of all, I've tried an imperial. Have you ever had an imperial stout, Jack? No. Oh god. First of all, if, if you don't like black coffee or mustard or really bitter IPAs, I don't think you're gonna like an imperial stout. Right. Was but, this a couple episodes ago or a few episodes back? It was you guys all drank it and you didn't like it. No, that, no, that was. I think that was the peanut butter one. That was the peanut okay, butter whiskey. Okay, yeah, that one sounded. Horrible. on buying that honestly i haven't found any like the only thing i found that i like it with is a super chocolatey beer and then i can just tolerate it you mm-hmm. know what i mean and it's weird because it's two-thirds of the taste that i don't like it's like it tastes gross it tastes gross oh there it is there's the peanut butter uh, mm, that's delicious and it's gone yeah, and it's gone. <laughs> let me go take another sip so i can gross 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 mmm <laughs> it reminds me of uh, sweet tea vodka. Have you guys ever had sweet tea vodka before? Sweet tea vodka. Mm-hmm. It sounds gr- so. as great as it as it tastes. I don't is know. that good sweet or bad? Sweet tea is really it's, good. Yeah, both of them are good. Sweet tea, awesome. I don't. But sweet tea vodka, just like peanut it, butter whiskey. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it did sound good, but. <laughs> Sounds yeah. good on paper. I know, I know. Execution, like, execution is where it matters. That was like Mexican sushi. Sounded good on paper, <laughs> right? Right. The toilet didn't like it. Mm. <laughs> the uh, okay, yeah, but no, I don't know. Now the uh, imperial stouts are definitely more on that like I don't know, just rich, robust. They put a lot of ingredients in imperial stouts. I don't know. I'm not as well versed with it as uh, Monty was. If if he was here, he'd be like, "Yep, they put all this in there, yeah. and, they, and then they and then they age it inside these types of woods and barrels and stuff like that." He knows a lot. And yeah, imperial stout just from and this is purely me repeating Monty is when it has more ingredients in it, creating mm-hmm. more sugars to create a stronger alcohol. Yes, and it's also <laughs> I, I think in that addition, it's got a lot of more complex kind of. Uh, 
I don't know, probably overtones and like flavors in the drunk, and then even the way it kind of affects your drunkness too. Like I've learned a lot about more or less. Uh, I how think some of those things are like terps are to weed. Exactly, it's kind of what I was about to. About exactly what I was about to bring up. It was like uh, they've discovered that hops and marrow and like <laughs> cannabis has a lot of uh, similar terpene profiles Very and close to each other. Like even in like where they grow hops and like farms and stuff like that, they'd have uh, complaints that people are growing weed around them whenever it's like, nope, it's just beer. When but, we were younger, that's what we said about Heineken because Heineken is from Holland mm. and weed is from Holland in our minds when we're 14 and that's where Amsterdam is. That's where all the weed came from. Okay. That's where it was started, right? Um, no? no. Sounds okay. good. Uh, sounds good. I mean, I was 15. I thought for sure weed started in Amsterdam at the time and Heineken and so we used to say that the hops for Heineken were grown next to the weed plants for the weed in Holland that's what we used to think when we were 15 fuck it here we are <laughs> you know because when you open up a Heineken it straight smells like weed a little bit yeah it definitely has that yeah. kind of like like yeah. skunky yeah like a little bit of musky especially the old 90s weed yeah <laughs> <laughs> Smell, smells a little bit like hay and no, it was hella skunky. Hella skunky. Oh, man. Around here, anyways. I'm from, I'm from here. We've had oh, green weed as long as my whole life. First weed I ever tried was definitely not good. Right? Not good weed. It was in Texas, and they don't grow good weed, I'm sure. I'm sure they're, I'm sure you could find good weed in Texas at some point, but they could probably get a lot of imported Most weed. Most of it is from Mexico. You got to get yourself a nice McDonald's tray and break it all down on there, <laughs> put it at a little angle, shake it out so all the seeds start falling out to one end. Yeah, I say the worst weed I've ever gotten is from Alabama. Oh, oh yeah! Oh my goodness, it was horrible. Pulled up to apartment complexes, get a big old bag of bricks. Oh, it damn looked it. like they sawed it off with a knife oh, and put dude. it in the bag. How much was it? I put twenty bucks for like a, you know half quarter. Okay, not bad. Hey, get off of me, <laughs> crazy cat! Hot cat, hot cat. Because I think it was do? only like five bucks. Huh? It's like five dollars a gram or something. Oh shit! The they they, they knew they were selling. Dude. Selling trash. What's it? Uh, what are you guys feeling about so, this yeah, blunt so far? Say, it um, it's pretty tasty. It's not uh, overwhelmingly flavorful in any direction for me. You know what I mean? Doesn't sure. have like super fruity or super cookie. I did get a little bit of doughy sweetness. I think I'm getting a nice kind of uh, a little bit of earthiness off of it. Like I'm getting that kind of Girl Scout cookie earthiness off of it. Maybe a little bit of some gassiness on the very, very backdrop of that. Like, a, like if you guys feel like the top of your mouth, maybe when you're tasting that kind of stuff, I feel like yeah. that's where I'm getting that gas at. But for the most part, it's just probably good cooks, you know, at the end of the day. Nothing too notable. I wouldn't say it's like... Maybe. Is this both? This is just a dosi. Oh, sorry. This is just dosi dough from uh, Constellations. 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 Yeah, yeah. Got, you, got you. Was that one gram or two in that jar? Two grams in this jar. So okay. I think there's another gram in here. Yeah, I just I, I, uh, didn't think about that at first. Mm. Did you save the receipt? Yeah. Well, that one Jay brought. Oh, okay. But yes, the receipt's already in the bag for our stuff. Awesome. Yeah. Oh God, that uh, dab felt really good. I'm gonna heat this up for you, Jay. Sure. Nice. I noticed you're, you're passing the, the blunt a little fast, and let me not tell you to take your time or anything like that, but at the end of the day, we like to smoke it like it's our own um, at, the, at the sesh, so right. don't feel rushed. No, for sure, yeah. I'm definitely stuck on that puff, puff pass, so. Right, yeah. No, <laughs> don't do that. Yeah, well, you know, do, do you smoke it like it's your own kind of thing. Don't, like, if you want, if, pass something, you'd want to get something passed to. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
You guys are gonna look over and be like, you're gonna pass that, right? <laughs> smoking a whole blunt by yourself over here. Yeah, it's mine, right? That's <laughs> 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 it. Oh man, Dabber. Uh, Dabber is on it's top over of the here mic. On, on this. I was gonna get this all heated up and then help hook you up. Well, it works for me. Yep, I got you. I thought I cleaned it all out, but there's a little bit left on the bottom. Man, I'm actually I'm actually not too disappointed. The potency on this on this blunt's pretty good. Yeah, like I think that's really nice. Are say. you after work sober? I'm after work. No, I'm not after work sober. I did take a couple of pin hits in the car. Uh, well, yeah, you're after work sober. After work sober, you know. How big do you dab, Jay? He's a dab head. I don't know. We'll find out. It's like I'll, give how, you one. I'll how, just give you the size I do. How twisted do you get? Pretty twisted. I don't know. I only like to dab like after work. Like I won't dab throughout the day. I don't smoke weed throughout the day. I wait till you know end of the day, and then I just get blasted. Yeah, gotcha. no, I get that. That's honestly that's some of the best ways to get blasted too. Because if you kind of maintain that high throughout the day, you'll end up not being able to get where you want to go at night sometimes because your tolerance is built up throughout the day. I gotta get exactly. so goddamn high at the end of the night. Me fucking too, dude. I mean, I'm starting the day with a dab and a blunt. I don't typically start with a blunt. I do start with a dab, though. Like that's that's kind of the quick and easy way of doing it. There's the carb cap. Oh, he can't reach. There it is. Oh, that's a good temp. That's yeah, nice low terps on that. I tried. It's pretty tasty. Oh yeah. I'm definitely definitely. Oh, I set my phone down. I never figured out what dosy pop was. <laughs> <coughs> oh yeah, I did triangle Kush. Triangle Kush, yeah. It's triangle cushion dosy dough. That is really, really good. Nice. We can get a reheat on that if you need it. Is there a puddle in there pretty good still? I don't know. Not really. Okay. No. Then we're good. We're we wasted to taste it. We can we we can we can call it. Oh yeah, this blood's hitting. Oh man. I like I love Q-tips. the turf stack on this. That's one of the things I really appreciate. Do you have a little, or is this empty? Do you have a little empty jar? You're, yeah, that, so, the dab jar right there. I had one out. Where is it at? It was empty. For alcohol? For alcohol. It's right there with a Q-tip next to it. This? Yep. Nope. The one next to it. The one next to it. Oh. That one's got alcohol in it. Oh, that has alcohol in it. <laughs> I, was, I was one step ahead of you, bro. <coughs> Good job. Yeah, I'll do a dab. I'll catch up. So, because of the audible, I did not do a state this week. That's okay. We're I'm disappointed uh, in myself. We're all figuring it out. We are. This week would have been Idaho, I believe. I didn't even look up what was after Hawaii, but I think Idaho comes after Hawaii alphabetically. Mm. I can't think of another I state that is before ID. There isn't one. There isn't Iowa, one. <laughs> Iowa, Illinois. If you guys could smoke weed anywhere in the world, where would it be? Anywhere in the world, where would it be? Everywhere. Everywhere. Like, <laughs> wherever I'm at. I mean. <laughs> sure. I feel it. But like, I'm saying, like, if someone was like, hey, man, you can go anywhere. I'll fly you there right now. I'll give you a pound of weed uh, to go smoke it wherever you want. Where are you going? Shit. On top of a pyramid, dude. I, Egypt. My first, my first place was was Egypt. I think that's where my mind went first, and then my second place was Thailand. 
Thailand? Thailand. Okay. In the jungles of Thailand. Like, Ooh. Like, Great Wall of China, because they'll kill you for having weed in China. <laughs> <laughs> Life goals. I want to smoke weed at the Great Wall. On the Great Wall. Fuck it. At the top. I want to blow weed in the fucking guard's face. At the top with the $10 waters. <laughs> $10 waters? Yeah, yeah. You, know, you know people are parched, and they're going to make money on that? Yep. That That's dude a genius, all, though. He yeah. hauled all them waters up there, though. He did. He did. That's worth it. That's he China water. All that money down. Mm-hmm. That is. Yep. I'll do it for all those white people. <laughs> <sighs> That's good beer. I really Very enjoy this quenching. stuff. Yeah. Um. Whoo! Yeah, I got a little bit high off of that dab and that. I'm doing a dab over here. Yeah, you do a dab now, buddy. Ooh. All right. Here's that. All right. So this weekend I had a fun time with the God Children. Oh yeah. Yeah, running around with them. I took them on a four-hour adventure. So they're like more. They grew up out in Stanwood, so a little country kids kind of you know what i mean sure and so i said we're going on a city adventure and i took them all walking through downtown everett to funco like you know just window shopping and you know looking through windows of shops at shit they didn't give a fuck about and uh then took them to the park but it was like four hours of hanging took them to mcdonald's four hours hanging out with a five and an eight year old letting them kind of lead me around you want to go you know get to a corner you guys want to go this way that way or that way you know, and I knew the general direction we wanted to go, so I'd, I'd steer them the way we right. wanted to go. But you know what I mean? Yeah. Give them the classic choice. Right. Make them think like they were leading the whole way when I'm just directing them to the park. Right. It was a good time. Oh, hey, we're at the park. You guys want to hang out? Right. I'm going to sit over here and hit this vape pen while y'all you go run around. The, yeah. <laughs> right. I'm going to hit this non-jewel. Right. And right next to this no vaping sign. I am so afraid. Like, part of me is so afraid for future generations getting hooked on non-tobacco products. Right. Just smoking juice. Juice and, like, whatever that is. Like, I am so, like, I mean, like, it's a whole, it's it's an actual addiction to the substance. Right. The flavors and the clouds. Yeah. It's like, it's like, I'm, a, like, I'm addicting you to this whole thing right i mean i mean i say addicted like like no one has control over it but i mean at the end of the day it's like you choose to do it addiction's real nicotine is addictive yeah if you're doing it it's 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 a thing it's crazy i mean i can't say that i don't do nicotine i have i buy the fronto and i smoke that heavy right so i don't know i don't smoke i don't smoke cigarettes but i definitely just like monty buy my tobacco by the pound <laughs> by the half pound quarter pound <laughs> Yeah, what you're getting is probably a little healthier, though. Sure. It's not nearly as processed. Definitely doesn't have any kind of bleaching or any kind of, like, weird chemical additives to kind of make it smoke a certain way or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's definitely, hopefully, more natural. Well, I mean, it's as natural as finding dirt on it. I can literally right. taste the sand on these plants. Right. I've had to rinse them off before. Yeah. It's it's wild. So, like, I, I do feel like it's as close to, like, you know, seed to my hands as possible. Um Dirt to mouth, seed to mouth, like seed to mouth. You know what I'm saying? Dirt to mouth. <laughs> <Literally>. <laughs> I tasted the dirt this was grown in. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, this is beautiful oil. It is. It's really, really nice looking. There'll be some pictures up on. Uh, you know, I'll do the the voiceover for it. Oh shit! People like that. The videos I've been posting on Instagram. With I know. The voiceover it's on nice. It? it really is nice. I'm not gonna lie. All right. Nice. Good. It makes me happy to hear that it's it's entertaining positive. for sure. Good. 
I'm excited. Our last episode, we had because we had Sean here, so a, a lot of pictures and videos got taken. So I'm excited for those to be able to go through and maybe make a few videos off of it. Tasty, huh? I love Cam's face when it tastes really good. <laughs> like how he blows out of the side of his mouth like that. He, he like he's, he blows <laughs> like that. I've been exhaling like that lately and feeling like him. Oh yeah. <laughs> Every once in a while, like when it tastes really, really good, I blow it out like Cam. It's fucking really good, dude. It is. Like you need a reheat. reheat. You went way low. I went way low on that. Yeah. And it, oleum's got such perfect like extractions, honestly. Yeah. They're really good. I used to have to hate on oleum because they were my competition in medical days. That's very proud of me to say, though. That's awesome, though. You know, like when they came out, it was the only people that really everybody was like, Nate, but you tried oleum, though? Like they were the ones that I was like, yeah, because it was always crystals when I was still on the whole shatter game. When everybody else didn't, when like honey crystals and that stuff wasn't really perfected yet. And right. they had done it, you know? Right. It was like nobody else really. So I was looking at it like wax. You know what I mean? Like everybody else had wax. And I was like, you don't want that plant matter shit. Oh, man. No. And then, you know. Then they busted out with some fucking serious science. Oh, man. It's crazy how fast the science has come with this stuff. Well, because everybody was sitting around waiting for scientists to be able to. Or scientists were sitting around waiting to actually be able to be like, look what we did. Yeah. We knew we could do this shit 20 years ago. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, it's like, well, so chemistry has been a thing for such a long fucking time that extracting one substance from another substance is not a hard thing to do right. whatsoever. Using a solvent to get this out of that. Nah, dude, that's, 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 exactly. that's, that's, that's kindergarten for chemistry. Oh shit. This is exactly what I forgot what I wanted to talk about. Let me fucking bring up this shit. Oh my God. That dab so, is crazy. Did I talk about growing TH cannabis last time? Hey, I was just about to ask that. Did I talk about feeding Cam? I don't even know. All right. Talk about it. Because I, I can't remember who I talked about it with. You know what I mean? It's one of those. I was I was so high I forgot. Yeah. Who was I talking to? <laughs> Synthetic cannabinoids. Did I bring that up last episode? Synth- I think you brought it up, but I don't know exactly what you had to say about it. I was really high. So. All right. I got, smoked a lot of weed since then, too. So it's in Southern California. And this... F- Biologist Jason is uh he's using biosynthesis to make CBD or pretty much all the different cannabinoids. Basically he's, he's developing a molecule synthetically. Yeah. By um which is absolutely possible. Yeah. Let me see if I can find Is it looked at different at that point though? You it's know, it's not it's who, not cannabis derived. People. It's not cannabis derived. It's not like people like the government or yeah, like everybody going to think that it's still weed or are people going to be, gonna like, be no, like that's a, a drug like you know um, unless unless it they specifically on, and like I guess like the, I think it depends on the initial application to where people because I think that what's going to happen is it's going to be used for actual pharmaceuticals okay. in the end. Right now, that's not what this company is intended to be for. But I think in the end, you're going to get your Viagra with some CBC, CBG, CBD, and all these other things in it to make, to replace some of the unnatural things. Even though these things aren't going to be natural either, they're 
still organic in, in the sense of there. It's what he's figuring out is what enzymes to feed to cultures to create these things. Or sure. You know what I mean? I'm not even know if I'm using the right words as far as enzymes and cultures, mm-hmm. but that's science shit. And so I feel like people know what I'm talking about. But now. the bioavailability of all this stuff, unless he's just making, you know, THC. He, literally, he said he started the entire company with $5,000 worth of cultures. Oh, wow. I don't know what that even means. Not very much money. Not very much seed money to do what he's doing. Well, I know $5,000 is not very much at all, but $5,000 worth of cultures. I was like, yeah. I don't even know what that means. How much is $5,000? How much, how, much how much cultures does $5,000 right, get you? because they keep growing like <laughs> mushrooms. So you have them and then now yeah. you've multiplied them by X amount. Like, like, over the years, what's it argon or what are they where they grow that shit in or some, some something like that? I don't know. Yeah. I'm talking about like some weird shit, some like stuff I learned back in biology <laughs> class in high school. No, yeah, I don't, don't know exactly what they're growing it in. I, uh, this dab is finally ki- it's, it's a, kicking in in a little bit different way now. So I don't it's know like if it's in a petri dish or what? Uh, yeah, I, I cultures, dude. Yeah, five thousand dollars <laughs> worth of them. Right. And this guy is. I bet they need microscopes too. I bet they do, man. I had to use a microscope to look at cultures. Yeah, microscope. <laughs> I use a microscope. I use a microscope. I use a telescope and a telescope. <laughs> a telescope. Yeah. Oh man! You know what I just realized? Oh, I'm gonna get fucked up twice on this episode. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, who knows what Mani will come through with? I know, man. I'm gonna see. I'm gonna see if he can come through with some rude boys, so I can mix it with that Star Killer. See, Ooh, see, see good. if that happens mm. later on. Oh man, this is interesting. I'm kind of excited for for how this episode's gonna sound. Turn out, yeah, yeah. me too. Definitely me give too. us some feedback because if this is a cool. You know, right. compromise to not being able to have us all here at one point in time, but not necessarily not give you the or miss out on the content. This could yeah. be cool. Yeah, I, I would like feedback on that. If two of us plus a guest is would be preferred or if just missing a week would be preferred. If we you weren't able I mean? to necessarily if, organize it. If the three of us, if our schedules can't, you know, Line coincide up. with all the different life things that happen. You know, work and play and fun. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Right. So I was getting ready to break this weed down. But yeah, so, it. you know, it, I I hate and love giving shout outs to other podcasts on our podcast. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, sure. I love it because I, like I said before, my main entertainment damn near is podcasts. So that's what I'm spending most of my time doing is I just have a podcast on while I'm doing whatever the fuck I'm doing. Definitely. And so the podcast is called Canon Insider and it was episode number. Oh, it's a big one. Yeah. Episode number 270. Okay. So check it out. I mean, it was very, it was like, it was pretty mind blowing for, and I feel like somebody with my amount of cannabis knowledge Mm -hmm. gets their mind blown by something cannabis related. It's kind of a big deal. Sure. I get that. Yeah. I definitely get that. And I think this this podcast probably a lot of the information that I pass on to you guys, I've gotten over the years from this podcast because I've been listening to it for like a year and a half or whatever. And so a lot of my knowledge does come from this because, you know, that's some they're like on the cutting edge of the technical shit when it comes to weed. We just like to party. Yeah. And talk about good shit. I get it. Yeah, no, I get it. Yep. So what's up next? Let's see. Um, we could. You said you're about to break that dosi yeah. dough down from Sub X. Sub X is killing it, man. They Honestly, are. at the end of the day, like I remember that Sub X episode. And they fucked us up. Like we got mm. properly lit up. 
So yeah. Books is good, man. They always look really good. And their numbers never test out super high either. Like they kind of test out like sometimes in the teens up to like, you know, like like that Mac was 19, 18%, some shit like that. And then it tested total cannabinoids is like 20 something. But yeah. THC was like 18, 19. What's this one at? Let's see, yeah, nineteen THC. Some honest numbers. Maybe I don't, like I at the end. Even, of the, I don't know if there's a total. Like, what is the uh, total regulation on how you test marijuana? There is, isn't anything that's like standardized. And so that's my issue with numbers. And I and I like I definitely described that to a customer today. Like I was like, look, there's no standardization on how these products are tested. So therefore, who knows if this testing facility tests their product in a more efficient way than that testing facility does, or tests their way in a less efficient way. They're, they're therefore they're resulting in these numbers. Mm-hmm. It's who knows what's going on out there. It's right. like at the end of the day, numbers are numbers. I like to shop by looks. If it looks good, I like to buy it. Right. If it doesn't look good, I don't buy it. <laughs> right. Because I know what good weed looks like. Right. And I think that's what a lot of people should do anyways. I think numbers are, are, are definitely an indication. And I think that through time, the numbers will start reflecting probably more honest yeah, answers if, if, through, through, through like more standardization. If companies like Exotic Genetics, SubX, Constellation keep serving fire-ass weed mm-hmm. with numbers in the high teens, low 20s, it's only going to end up being show and improved. So I don't think that people really necessarily understand exactly how numbers are anyways, because numbers would never be that high at ever, at no point in time before commercial value anyways. Right. Like you would have to get numbers that high from somebody that was so set up in their own home setup that they could actually invest that amount of time and nutrients and scheduling of all those types of things to get that plant to produce in such a way that was going to be like we're talking like that uh expected 30 percent um which is so just astronomical i don't necessarily believe that there's so many strains out there that are producing 30 percent no back in medical days it was an anomaly i believe it 100 percent 100 percent 100 percent that that shit was only 20 percent yeah, dude. And <laughs> I, like, I believe that most weed is actually in the teens. Mm-hmm. I think that whenever you're starting to get up there into those 20% is whenever things start to get really kind of convoluted. And honestly, you know, whenever you start paying attention to numbers, when I did in the first beginning of the recreational scene, I felt like that 20%, 25% was kind of in the in, was my was my best zone, I guess. And then I started slow, slowing down to like 19, 18%. Yeah. And then every once in a while, I'd get like some 13, like 12. And that shit would be crazy too, dude. Mm-hmm. Um. I've had some stuff from Scored that was like 12, 13%. Yeah, dude. Just ridiculous. Fucking nutty. Like, what was it? There's uh, Blackberry Cream. Blackberry mm-hmm. Cream is a, is a naturally, uh, like, low-testing plant. Like, according to even, like, if you look it up on uh, Seed Finder and Leafly and whatnot, any, any kind of seed source, whatever you're looking for, it's going to say a test between, like, 13, maybe at maximum, maybe 16, 18. Um, but... That weed was so phenomenal. Had a great flavor to it too. I have to say, like, it definitely had like that fruity, like, kind of creaminess to it. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe a little bit of coffee nuttiness as well. But it was like, oh man, it was set and setting weed. You're you want to chill? You want to go to bed? Take smoke some of that. You want to wake up and go get go get some stuff done? Smoke some of that. Oh, so this all day, every all day, day <laughs> every day. Didn't matter. It was fucking it's great. Perfect. So right. I just uh, that whole time I was looking up. On Inst- I was trying to go back into our old Instagram pictures from medical days uh-huh. when we would get stuff tested by Analytical 360. Sure, sure. And at that time, it nobody was judging anything by numbers. It was purely like almost for our own our own information as the growers. Sure, like not a single customer 
I shouldn't say not a single customer, but like the question of what percentage of this came up very, very rarely. Sure. And um, so I'm looking at our Girl Scout cookies that we had back then that we had literally a line out the door for people fucking like we were we were pseudo famous, as the market said. Sure. For this weed. Nice. And it was coming in at 18.6% THC. Let me zoom in on this shit. Yeah, 18.6% THC, but you know this shit has 6.5% terps. Yeah, and it's all about the that entourage effect. Right. So it had, <clears throat> and then 0.7 CBG, 0.1 CBD, 0.05 CBC. We don't have a total cannabinoid count on here, though. Mm-hmm. Which is weird to me. You know, Jam but came in the store um, not yes. long ago, and he came in and he talked about the uh, latest batch of Rocket, or at least one of the last batch of rock- Rockets that we got. And it was like, you know, only tests about 18, 19% THC. Yeah, all the Rockets are kind of right now. Yeah, and he mentioned the exact same thing. He's like, man, this batch of Rocket is the fire. It's like, it's what's up, honestly. Like, And he's like, say, yeah, the number's tested low, but the Terps are so high. It's such a great smoke. And it's like, and Rocket's always producing that quality on like, you know, their cure and their dryness and everything kind of like that. So I definitely feel like um i don't know it probably is some of it's probably one of the like phenomenal gorilla glues i was about to say that their gorilla glue is amazing i buy a quarter of it pretty much every paycheck oh (laughs) man yeah i didn't know that almost every paycheck if we have it that's what's going on i've been smoking it a little bit recently because i've had uh i've been smoking with royce over at Mm. linwood and he uh and he, he loves the gorilla glue and honestly like it's a pretty great smoke like i think that that is like phenomenal phenomenal glue yeah like it's one of those like you were saying earlier about that other strain like you can smoke it anytime oh yeah blackberry cream night day yeah doesn't matter doesn't matter what mood you're in sure i one of the things so i just picked up this uh bruce banner oil from lux and lux is i think amber bricks is top tier um and uh it's pretty great but i can't smoke it during the day it's no. one of those ones that I have to finish the night with. It's like a sativa hybrid that I have to finish the night with because Which it's trade? Bruce Banner. Oh wow! Really? Yeah, um, and maybe it's just the way it hits my bio- biochemistry or something kind of like that. But honestly, it's like it puts me right in the kind of like I'm really high and I kind of want to do something, and then 20 minutes later, I don't want to do it anymore. <laughs> it sounded like a good idea. <laughs> I planned it out. Now I'm tired. <laughs> now I'm tired. Fuck this shit. I'm gonna lay down. <laughs> So it's kind of like one of those perfect like in the night in the night smokes because it puts me way up there and then it kind of sm- puts me right back down. Crashes. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, Jack Herrera kind of does the same thing a little bit to me as well. See, that's a Gorilla Glue does to me. Gorilla- Put you down. It's my it's my nighttime or not nighttime one. It's my I got a little <sighs> bit more shit to do this evening, so I need to smoke something that's going to keep me up, but then it's going to make me crash in about an hour and a half, two hours. Mm-hmm. I get that. Or unless I keep smoking it. I definitely get that. If I keep smoking, then I'll stay up. Yeah. See, that's one thing too. I guess. I, I guess as long as you keep smoking weed and kind of getting keeping that get reburst. I used to ha- one time I had this uh, video project that I had to work on and literally stayed up thirty seven hours. Wow. Smoking weed every fucking thirty minutes just because I had to fucking keep going. And it was like that it's was crazy how that works. It's so wild. I don't know how it is. And it was like not even great weed. It was just like just fuck it. Let's keep smoke. Like I would just face two bowls at a time. And just keep going. I feel like because you're when you smoke weed, your synapses get firing, and so you have, but only for, not for very long. So sure, you have like a half hour. That's why you have to smoke like half every, every like half, half hour. hour. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And then I would say that smoking cigarettes at that time definitely didn't help. 
Like that was uh, that, that was that was stimulant. bringing it right yeah. back. I mean, it was like kind of helping like in a certain way, but it was like not really doing it. But yeah, they definitely tell you not to smoke cigarettes if you're trying to go to sleep. Yeah, It'll definitely keep you up. Yeah, and that's why smoking a blunt in the night's not the best idea. It's a great idea if you want to have a great smoke, but not the best idea if you're trying to go to sleep. In my opinion, I can't really necessarily fall asleep the easiest after that. Yeah, for sure. So Jay, what? Uh, how old were you when you first smoked weed? If you don't mind. Yeah, first time I smoked weed and got high, I was probably 11 with my neighbors. Okay. Oh, shit. Nice. But the first time I ever smoked, smoked, I, nothing really happened. But uh, when I was like seven, my uh, friend, his mom babysat me, and mm-hmm. he went and stole his mom's pipe. We smoked some resin, but nothing <laughs> happened. But yeah, first time I really got high was about then, about fifth grade, sixth grade. Crazy. Wow. That's pretty young. Yeah. Yeah. And then that was like when I, I started smoking. That's when and, you started smoking. Yeah, weed? and then I like I got into sports, you know, early in high school and stuff. Where were you Slowed at in down. sixth grade? Sixth grade. So I know you're from you're from North Carolina, South Carolina. Or, sorry, because <laughs> <laughs> my family's from you North don't get Carolina, those mixed so I just up, automatically dog. say North Carolina anytime anybody it. mentions a Carolina. <laughs> um, so you're from South Carolina until I'm like eight. Yep, and then and you then came up here. I'm up here, so I mean, I call Washington home, but. I got a lot of family in South Carolina. Right. That's why I was just wondering, like, so that was up here that you did weed then? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Up here was the first time I smoked weed. Up here is the first time I drank. Everything up here is my first. Gotcha. So, um, 11 years old. And then, and so then you smoked until, like, you started playing sports more? Yeah, I smoked until probably, like, I I still smoked heavy in, like, eighth grade. And then when I really got serious about, like, football and basketball, which is, like, ninth grade, mm-hmm. that's when I kind of, you know, my coaches told me I had a chance, and I kind of stopped smoking for the most part, sure. like, during season. And then pretty much that, like, junior, senior year, that's when I was like, you know what, I'm going to smoke some more weed and been a stoner ever since. It's Actually, well, I, I stopped during the military. Okay. But yeah. After I got out. <clears> How long were you in the military? Four years. Okay. I'd same here. That's all I did. Yeah. Yeah. That's all I needed. Yeah, yeah. It's all I needed. You know, yep. it definitely. It's all, uh, it's all my country needed. Yeah, it, it it helps you and it turns you into who you need to be, and then you can go yeah. about. And, I will say that opportunity to uh, to leave is still a uh, is a great is a great option. That opportunity also to enter is still a great option too, yeah. as opposed to being drafted or you know like. Do you have a fronto? I have fronto. There you go. Do you need scissors? Yep. There they go. Um, palms are hella sweaty. I don't know why. <laughs> it's okay, dude. All right. This blunt's going to be great. We're excited. I think I'm just hot. <laughs> it's probably. I live on the third floor. A little clammy. I know. <laughs> what about you guys? What's yours? Uh, so the first time I ever tried weed was when I was nine, and then I started smoking in between eighth grade and freshman year. Okay. I was uh, 17. No, okay. I was 18, actually. I was oh. 18. I just turned 18. Were you, were you like a, like, anti-weed before or was it not specifically no but i think well i had to say like i was anti-drugs and then you know at this point in time i was kind of like let's see what fuck it yeah right you know i I was kind of in a fuck it category and i was right before i uh left to the military Mm -hmm. and i'd smoked out of a shitty ass aluminum foil pipe and then next time i smoked out of a acrylic bong with um otter pop for water that sounds interesting otter pop for water huh i had a homie who always wanted to use goldschlager 
Gold swagger. Yeah, that was, was disgusting. So like, he would you surprise know, you with that shit. It's vodka, right? <laughs> some, no, it's, no that, it's like tequila almost. Like, no, no it's it, that peppermint fucking thick-ass liqueur with the gold flakes in it. Uh, or cinnamon or something. I don't know what it is. It's, it's terrible, whatever and then, it is. Uh, there, and dude, I don't know if it even stayed around. Aftershock was fucking cinnamon liquor that had sugar candy, sugar, rock, rock, what the fuck is it called? Rock candy? Rock candy in the in the thing inside the fifth. Mm. So I think that was just a trick to get, not have as much liquor in there. Sure. I just realized that. Yeah. Because just, it, sold, it was for kids. Yeah. I mean, it was for 21 and older, but it was for kids. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Well, but he would put that shit in the bong too, to where you go to take a bong hit and it's cinnamon alcohol burning the shit out of your throat. It's <laughs> like a horrible on friend. Both ends. So you never heard about smoking? No, he loved it. You never heard about smoking through through alcohol though? Like it was, it, it was a huge thing. And not to mention that, but like some people on my ship used to get fucked up on it and they, and they did some stupid shit out in Japan. Like from inhaling alcohol fumes that yep. got fucked up? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It has, it has a slight psychoactive effect of some sort or at least some kind of inhibitor of hmm. some sort it's it's it like intoxifying your your oxygen like that right uh dude i can only imagine it's not being yeah. good yeah it wasn't good i mean it was hard and i bet i bet his... it would instantly take your breath away you know what i'm saying you know like i believe it when dude. you in, accidentally inhale rubbing alcohol uh, like you know if you leave a little bit in the banger on yeah accident, you catch a, a whiff of that down shit. into the drop down or some shit and that first hit you take is a little bit of alcohol it's like <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah exactly take so your... then the next question sorry we no go ahead just take your breath away as i was gonna say yeah it does it, like you can't breathe like getting punched in the stomach um so what made you fall in love with weed uh i would say when i was like smoking weed at the end of my high school i don't know i was just really relaxing a lot of stress at the time sure you know and it just was something that i I don't know. It was just good. It was just something I did every day, and it, it right. helped. And at the time, maybe I didn't know what I was doing, but now I feel like I was just, you know, relaxing. I was that was my way of relaxing. Gotcha. Yeah. And then I fell in love with the industry, though. Once I got out, and I yeah, that's what's gonna be yeah, the next yeah. question. Yeah. Once I got out the service, and I was just smoking weed again, and I started really looking into it. One of my uh, cousins has been growing since we were, you know, in high school and stuff like that. Right. So he really got me into it and started talking to me about the science of it. And then I had an uncle that worked at a, a pot shop, told me to apply. And like I said, I started security and worked up. Mm-hmm. Nice. That's what's up, dude. Yeah. When did you uh, enter the industry then? And when did you get out of the military? Uh, I got out of the military 2015. And then so I got in the industry like. Maybe late 2015, early 2016. Okay, nice. I think I got in right around the same time. I think late 2006, no, mid-2016 maybe. Mm-hmm. I got out of, yeah, it had to be right around then. Um, oh, man, this smells very good. It's uh, menthol-y. Menthol-y? It does have more gas to it for sure. It's menthol and lemons. Mm. Mm. Okay, maybe not so gas. <laughs> it's like, um, it's almost like what we were talking about with the alcohol. But it's it's it is a little gassy in the sense it's burning my noses my noses and my <laughs> both of them both of them both noses burning right now <laughs> on my eyeballs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you guys are following the episodes, you'll know what that one's about. Mm-hmm. I don't even remember. Uh, I remember saying it, but I don't remember what it was about. Oh, dude, it's okay. You smoke I, a lot of weed. Yep. I mean, when you work at a pot shop and have a weed podca- podcast. That's true. That's true. Whenever you get fucked up tw- once a week, I say almost twice a week. I'm getting fucked up twice this week. Yeah, you're. 
rolling up this blunt of sub X dosy dose. Oh yeah, getting into it. I'm excited for that one. Me too. It's uh, I have I have a eighth of Max sitting in my uh my bag for payday. For payday, you know, I gotta put some shit back. Something I don't know. I don't know what's going on with it. Something's going on with it. Mm, I'm thinking about getting like some Sensamelia this payday. Yeah, nice I think I'm gonna. I, I actually am gonna split a ounce with Zep. Yeah, are you? Yep. I'm gonna Which do one that. are you going for? Skywalker. Yeah, we gotta Classic. do the Sky, Gotta do the Skywalker. I mean, I think everything else has their aesthetic too, but the Skywalker, I think, just is 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 what you want. Like, really, puts you in the spot you want. It's got some good flavor to it. I would say it doesn't necessarily have some any anything anything overwhelming in any specific category, but it's no. great work weed. Like in the words of Monty. Yeah, I've been smoking on it for a couple months now. Yeah, yeah, I've been alternating. I so last time I bought, I went half on a ounce of the Skywalker and of the Gorilla Glue. And out of the two, which one did you like more? Um, definitely the Skywalker, for sure. I think it's got more indica vibes. But I can't, I yeah, for, yeah, 100%. But I can't really smoke that during the day very much. Sure. I mean, not like, I can smoke it during the day, but not like. Heavy. Heavy, yeah. Yeah. Like if I smoke two bowls of that, I'll be fucked. Yeah. One like bowl, I might be okay. Half a bowl, I'm solid, dude. It's, okay. one of the, it's one of those weeds that you smoke like incrementally uh, compared to how functional you need to be. Yeah, sometimes not getting <laughs> super blasted is like the best feeling. Sure. That's like why I've, actually Nate's the one that got me into like the. CBD, you know, stuff like that. Like, mm-hmm. well, I mean, didn't get me into it, but like actually smoking the CBD joints and stuff like that. I, before I really didn't give him a chance and he convinced me to try them. And now that's like my favorite thing. You nice. don't get too high, but you're in a good mood. Mm-hmm. It's, it's kind of mellow. Yeah, it's just mellow. chilling. Functional. Chilly. Yeah. Very functional. I'm one of those people, if I get too high, like not I'm not talking to anybody. <laughs> no, I get that. See me, I just power through it. Here we are. Fuck yeah, me it. Me too. <laughs> Yep, some people can't do it. It's okay. I did a lot of training on acid. <laughs> Dude, I can't do anything. I haven't done that. And honestly, like like the one time I had to I had to fucking keep my shit together on acid, it was the hardest thing to do. Oh, dude, walk into a gas station on a come up. (laughs) (laughs) Words. You don't want to make words. Oh, dude, you just like put your shit together. And then you're looking at the neon greens and blues and teals and reds and whites and everything. So fucking bright and in your face. Try getting pulled over like that. Oh, God. And their lights are just tripping, too. Crazy. I couldn't even talk to him. The passenger had to talk to him. (laughs) (laughs) For real, we're sitting at a red light in North Everett. Everybody in the car is high on acid except for the passenger. So there's four of us in the car high on acid, one not on acid. Why isn't he driving? Because I had the license. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the only one with a license out of the homies. And so um, we literally have the windows down on the car and just have our arms out of the car. and We're just screaming. <laughs> just screaming at the top of our lungs. <laughs> like shaking the fists. Just screaming. Yeah. There's a cop behind us at the red light this entire time. We don't even know it. We go across the, you know, barely get across the street. He hits the lights on us. I pull over and he's like, so what were you guys doing back there? (laughs) And I'm not doing anything but looking at the lights hit the, like the top. Yeah, dude. The visors. Shit's rotating. I'm just watching the reds and green. Red and blue lights hit the visor. I'm like, 
I don't know what we were doing. <laughs> and the and the passenger, he just you all right? Cam, oh, fuck. He almost just Cam almost just spit beer everywhere. Here, yeah, almost time to take a drink. And I was like, I don't know what we're doing. And and the and James, he said he was like, Oh, we knew those people who drove by. That's what he said. So we were just saying, What's up to him? He was like, all right, license and insurance. And I gave him that shit. Everything was straight. He sent us on our way. Oh, that's the worst cop ever. (laughs) (laughs) Driver can't talk for himself. Oh, you're good. (laughs) Y'all have a good night. (laughs) He's just looking up at the visor, just like, just. Yeah, I was. I may have said a few more things, but man, I I just can remember Jim leaning down. So he's like right here, you know, like. Right, you know, like this. right in the cops' view, right, like right, right up right in the cops' view. Oh, we just knew those guys. <laughs> All right, smooth. Yeah, it came all, right in. He did. He was always wanting to talk to the cops. Oh man, smooth. That's that's the kind of guy you need on your, on your squad for sure. We like, went for straight sure. to the. We went from there. We were on our way to the boys and girls club to just go throw basketballs. <laughs> <laughs> Like not even go play basketball. We just can go throw basketballs and watch the orange tracers go through the bright ass gym on teen night. (laughs) Boys and girls club teen night. High as fuck on acid. I need to find some acid. That's when I used to sell it. It was great allegedly. Allegedly. (laughs) It was great allegedly. So they say. That's when I used to sell acid. It was great allegedly. <laughs> There's even more to that story. Do you want to hear more? <laughs> what yes, you got, please. Bro? So we're getting ready to leave, and one of the dudes is actually a customer at the Linwood store, barely ever, but he comes in maybe once a month just to grab a vape pen or whatever. Okay. But him and his best friend Chris and Richie, they were fucking, they were playing basketball down there, and we were leaving. He was like, and he lived like on the other side of the block of me mm-hmm. and he was like hey can i get a ride home and we're like yeah did i tell this story already i don't know about my, me telling him i could fly my car no <laughs> <laughs> so in north ever you know how there's the cliffs <laughs> the cliffs are all on the west side of north ever to look over the water and shit so there's there's this apartment complex that is on the cliff and then the parking garage dips down and, and the parking garage is underneath the building and it's a fucking straight down slope like you it you know what i mean like it's a super steep driveway mm-hmm. that then takes a sharp left into their garage and if you went straight you will just fly off this fucking cliff and so we used to at night go and park down that driveway to smoke weed and you know hide out down there on the super late night when we knew the all the people wanted to be coming home and shit mm-hmm. and I'll, and so Richie and Chris uh, asked for a ride home. Chris kind of looks at it and he's like, mm, actually, you know what? I'm going to walk. <laughs> I don't know what to, to keyed him in, but he decided to walk. And Richie's like, yeah, I'll, I'll still take a ride. And so we get in the car and he's sitting, because remember I said there was five of us <laughs> yeah. initially, four on acid, one not. So now he's sitting bitch in the front seat. I had the old school kind of cars with the bench seats in the front uh-huh. even. So he's riding bitch right in, in the middle. front seat in the middle. And so he's trapped in the car now because there's two people on acid on both sides of him. Or no, Jim was on the other side. Either way, he's got he's trapped in the car. And all of a sudden I look over him, I go, oh, 
<laughs> we're on acid, bro. <laughs> and just like, I'm already have the car like in drive and I'm facing out of the parking lot. You know what I mean? And I just look at him. We're on acid and like smash the gas <laughs> without like breaking eye contact for, you know, just a few seconds or whatever. But what feels like a lifetime if somebody's just not breaking con- eye contact with you who told you he's on acid. And then we start driving and I'm like going the opposite way of our house. I take a right out of the place instead of a left. And he's like, what are we doing? <laughs> and I was like, and I go up and I go around and so we lived on 11th just a few blocks off of that cliff and I head all the way up to like 25th or 23rd the one of the streets that goes all the way through so you don't gotta hit a bunch of stop signs mm-hmm. and I'm like yeah dude we're all on acid I put a few hits in the fucking t- gas tank <laughs> so I think- <laughs> I think we can make the car fly. <laughs> and he was like, no. And I fucking start, and I know I'm going to this driveway that shoots off of the fucking, you know, it looks like you're going to shoot yeah. off the fucking cliff. And, you know, I'm fucking with him. I'm super high on acid. You know, we're just got done throwing basketballs. And <laughs> I ended up having to hide behind the bleachers because the echoing of the fucking, all those balls bouncing in the gym at one Ooh, time yeah. was too much. And I was trying to hide from sound behind bleachers in the gym when I should have just left the gym. But anyways, <laughs> that's hindsight. Um, it keeps happening. Yeah. It keeps happening. I can't get away from it. That's what I I can't get away from it. <laughs> Just tons of them. And it's oh, going to be super loud. Super loud. Just a bunch of teenagers playing basketball, skeeting their shoes. <laughs> yeah, and we're just in there throwing balls. <laughs> just disrupting shit. But they all knew us, and we're like older. You know, we're like the fucking gangsters around the t- town or whatever. Not for real. Like, we had guns or nothing, but you know what I mean? We're yeah. out looking and shit, so they're not going to say nothing. It's all the square kids that go to the boys and girls club to play basketball <laughs> on Friday night. And we come in high on hats just to throw balls. But anyway, so I started shooting towards this fucking driveway. I'm like, yep, yeah, this thing can fly. And then I get to the side street that I know lines up with that driveway, and I just start smashing down this hill. And then you hit a flat spot. You know how your car, like, bounces yeah. and then, then hit off that thing? And, like, just and you can't see nothing but the fucking sky and the ocean from there and then I just slammed on the brakes and we just land right there and he just looks at me and he's like doing that like parent seat belt where he's got both hands spread out all the way he's holding us both by our chest like ah! and he just got the fuck out the car right there he was like let me out I'm done yeah, I'm done let me go yeah. I might have did acid that whole weekend I don't remember though might have been a different weekend. You need to make a short film about that night. That was fucking hilarious. It was crazy. That's ridiculous. That's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> Richie, he's missing a part of his finger. He got chopped off in the lawnmower. Oh, no. Yeah. I don't know if he's doing good these days. He's in a rough you. life. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was, that was just incidental. <laughs> Last I knew he was on drugs. I hope he's okay now. I think I saw him in some rehab shit on Facebook. Mm. Good old Richie. Hopefully he's doing good. The other one, Chris, he's doing great. I think he just bought his fucking, like, fifth concrete track or something. Fucking cool. Yeah, if you're fucking serving concrete to motherfuckers, you're doing all right. Mm-hmm. His family always owned construction shit or something. I don't know. All right. So I got this blunt of Cybex. Oh, yeah. Dosey dough. Dosey. So when you roll a blunt like this, do you end up wasting paper? Are you? Or am I just still rookieing it up? Um, I, I, what I've been doing is I've been minimizing that. I always end up clipping the mouthpiece in just because I feel like, so like that right there is normal as fuck. Okay. On the, on the, on the, uh, we'll call it the, uh, the foot because that's what they call uh cigars. Where you light it. Yeah. Where you light it. It's called the foot. Um, 
and the cap, I always clip the cap just because I feel like opening that up or at least not leaving it kind of frilled not, doesn't allow it to kind of clamp shut at least. Um, just, I can't guarantee it, of course. You know, it all depends on exactly how tightly you rolled it and how much resin's going to produce or something kind of like that. It's kind of like every single strain, it's got its own little kind of idiosyncrasies. Like if you're going to roll something with uh, like like Rude Boy, the Rude Boy Starkiller combo, you're going to have to make sure that's a little got a little bit of a wide bore. Um, for the resin, is that what you mean? For the resin, yeah. Um, also, just so you can get like a satisfying smoke out of it too, because there's a lot of flavor that gets just trapped right there in that little spot if you don't ever get to get a smoke properly. Hmm. You know, um, I don't know. It's it's definitely uh, one thing that I don't necessarily always uh, have to cut the cap. I, I sometimes can roll it like that, and that, I'd say that's just technique and with how you cut your wrapper and how you. Uh, Roll your weed, honestly. Yep. I So what we're talking about is I probably cut a quarter of an inch off of the mouthpiece and a half inch off of the foot, the part you light Yeah. of the blunt. Sure. Just because rolling it, if it gets a little bit of a tighter roll when you have that extra paper that you then cut off. I feel like you, you have a little more to work with then. I definitely agree with that. See the light up, please. So I got the mini torch. I want to see somebody roll one. up one of those helicopters. I had this one for a while, but I ended up getting a different one because I ex- I suspected this one was going to get clogged super quick. Okay, sorry, what was that? Oh, no, the helicopter looking blaze. Oh, so that like, when we're doing when we're doing that spinning thing, so you have you are you familiar with uh, make a dizzy so it won't run? Mm. So you just basically uh, give that uh, get give whatever you're smoking a joint a blunt doesn't really matter, but if you start getting canoeing or kind of like a spooning effect on one side, spin it around or like hold it in that kind of like uh, twirling fashion, and that will. Uh, kind of help even that shit out honestly also if you can get it go through and you can blow not onto the the spot spot where it's canoeing but against do do this against it oh so oh i see gotcha i need to dry it out a little bit okay yeah that's not gonna be good for that (laughs) 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 yeah right um drying it out also kind of helps with the uh smoking quality um, I find that a dried blunt burns and tastes a little bit more uh, kind of uniform and kind of just full, I guess. If you get the kind of like wetness to it, I, I find that it has like a bit of, a, I don't know, just kind of a bit of just harshness maybe. It's kind of weird. I don't and I wonder if that's just you're inhaling a little more moisture even too. I think that might have something to do with it because like, like that's not something you're supposed to be smoking. Maybe, but like it's at the same time, it's all smoke, right? Yeah, I feel like that wouldn't make. I don't know I'm the biggest sure. difference. Yeah, yeah. Because most of the bud inside is going to be have some moisture in it as well. Yeah, I was going to say right? it's not adding enough moisture to make a difference. I remember the uh, the when Jay was working with us at the. Uh, this is kind of totally left field topic, but anyways, I remember when Jay was working with us over at uh, Linwood. I told him I was like, I think I'm going to roll a a cigar blunt. And I don't exactly know what's going on with it. And I remember he had the opportunity to come sit in on the session. Yeah. And I don't know why he didn't. I know. I was late night. It's okay. Always late night. I'm an early, early bird. I go to Are bed you? early. Yeah. It's okay, I'm a man. partier, man. I partied myself out young. So now I'm like the, the old man of the group going right. to bed at 930. No, I totally get you, man. 
it was one of the things. I don't think we smoked that till like two o'clock in the morning, anyways. So it was, it was and that's because <laughs> a while to roll those. It took me, I think, it take yeah, it took me like thirty minutes to roll that. Mm. This would taste better. Oh, it tastes way better. I know the like, first first blunt you brought me over here for was amazing. That, that wedding, house of that, that house of cultivar wedding cake is cool shit, dude. Yep, the sub X dosy dough is better than the constellation dosy dough by flavor and and uh, look and look. But the smell of the constellation was better. But okay, or the look and taste it tastes fucking. Good. So one thing about the dosy dough from sub X really is that it's a little bit older. Is it? It's oh yeah, it's from April. April, so it has um, a black licorice taste to it right now. Gotcha. Hmm. Tasting that anise in there, a little bit of anise. Anise. I keep forget. I I always want to remember what that herb is, but yeah. I keep forgetting it. I love it. Um, it's I, weird. I, it's a weird herb. You can throw it in a lot of things you wouldn't expect to throw it in, and it it adds a weird. It's got to be a phenomenal it. like uh liquor accompaniment. It's like I mean making like uh like uh, like it is. I'm sorry. Let me not fuck around. <laughs> anise is uh Jägermeister. Jäger. Um. So, but what I'm saying is, like, I feel like it's got such a complex kind of overtone that if you, even if you use like the herbal essence of it, going with more of the licorice kind of like herb, like earthiness of it, yep. um, it just has a really nice complex overtone to it. Yeah, you don't need much. You can add just a slight bit of it to like some chicken if you're baking some chicken, and it just adds a little bit of that flavor to it, just a hint of that, and it's, it's kind of like super those, tasty. Because I don't like, I'm not a person who likes black licorice, so. You know what I mean? Right. I get it confused. I have, like, I, I wonder, so, like, I don't know if I can specifically taste the difference between bay leaves and no non-bay leaves. Can you taste the difference of that? Like a bay leaf soup versus a non-bay leaf soup? Mm. I don't think so because I, it's funny you say that because I usually will put some bay leaves in my uh, spaghetti. And I think I can taste the difference and I don't like bay leaves in my spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> Because I've been, and when I make my spaghetti, I'm like, I really like it, but there's something I'm doing I don't like. And this time I didn't have any bay leaves in it, so I didn't have any to put in it. And I like my batch of spaghetti better this time. There you go. Okay. There you go. See, one of the things I like to add to spaghetti, it's kind of one of my secret ingredients, is uh, uh, wine, red wine. Oh, yeah, nice. Yep. I think it kind of has a bit more of like a just a really rich kind of like, mm. Mm. fucking craziness to it i need to do that i would say like that maybe like okay it's so like for me if you're doing like i don't know the standard pot of tomato sauce you're gonna make that kind of stuff yeah um i have to say that maybe a half cup to taste like you know like a half cup to start with and yeah. then to taste after that right um to kind of let your wine i would say and, and like when you make tomato sauce it needs to be like a kind of like a three hour regimen minimum right. um typically if you want to make some really bougie tomato sauce you can do it yep. for like hours and hours and hours and like crock pots i love it this fucking blunt let me let me pause on the tomato sauce but this blunt is real yeah it's oh good. my god like I, it's so much better in the flavor it's got much more balanced uh face off overtones coming through it's not so cookie oriented i think <laughs> Um, and that's yep. one of the things I find a lot with Docido and like uh, gelato. Gelato is a sunset sherbet crossed with a Girl Scout cookie. Um, and I want to get more earthy out of oh, Black Cat sunset sherbet. They're Larry Bird. Oh no, Larry Bird Gelato Thirty Three. Okay. That's what it was. Um, their shit was great. It has mm. some gas to it um, for sure. Um, oh, this hit really just hit me in the head too. Yeah, man, this Terp Stack is phenomenal. Mm. It's not a niece anymore. No, it's mm. getting earthy and gassy and. Skunky. It's different. Are you familiar with the Terp Stack, Jay? 
I am not. So the chirp stack, we talk about this a lot on the podcast. I think we only broke it down maybe like four or five times now. Yeah, definitely should. But uh, basically, it's how we describe the flavor changes and the overtones of different uh, complexities and resins that kind of happen whenever you're smoking that that blunt specifically, I think, is what we usually describe Mm -hmm. it as. I think that maybe like hash joints, we've also described it that way too. But essentially, it's just the way that it changes from beginning to end. And, uh, yeah, so, like, you'll taste it on this next hit. I think that you'll notice it's a little bit different than what you first started with, um, at least, potentially. Yep. Well, I'm going to taste it with this beer, too. Oh, I'm out of beer now. My beer's kind of getting warm. I better just down it. Or I'm going to dab Marine the rest of it. I need to hit up a dab. Huh. Let's hit up that. Uh... <coughs> what do you think about that? Are you, are you noticing anything specifically different? Let's take another hit. It's definitely like, it's not rough, but no. it's not as smooth as maybe in the very beginning. Sure, okay. sure. Yep. The resin's building. Yeah. Oh, man, that's good beer. I've always, I would say I've always struggled a little more with like naming flavors. You know what I mean? Like I can always taste something with my butt. It's always just really hard to find like what is it something reminding what me is, of. Yeah. Dude, one of, the most, one of the most weirdest flavors I had to fucking identify was um this vape cartridge that i got from peak and i will not say this is a good description but specifically it was uh it was halloween mask fresh in the store yeah (laughs) i remember we were talking about that it was fucking gross but yet some weirdly (laughs) satisfying thing it's almost what my mic smells like right now so reminiscent you know what i'm talking about like when you smell that and you taste that you're like what the fuck is that? That is something. That is something that's not normal, but what the fuck is that? Why is it from my childhood? Why do I remember this so goddamn well? It's and vivid. why why haven't I remembered this in such a fucking long time? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think one that uh, really stood out for me that I could put my finger on was like the lemon G from Arm. Oh, oh that's yeah. such a that's it's, such a crazy flavor too. It changes too as it, you as you as, as you like smoke it. <laughs> Like, it starts off super bright lemon almost, and then it kind of finishes almost orangey. I haven't smoked it for a long time. Gassy orangey. I always got, like, a like a clean room like limit clean lemon smell yeah. like and taste from it like it lemon almost felt like when you walked and... into like a freshly cleaned room or like you know kitchen or something like that all right this is one of those blunts where we're gonna smoke all the way down to the nub because it's so good it's so good you just don't want to put it down like you don't put it out don't want to pass it damn all right i'm gonna i'm gonna get another one rolled up real quick mm. i'm gonna do the star killer combination now we're gonna introduce the star killer what are you yeah, mixing this it with? Is giving me a head rush. I Every, left some dosi dough here. Do we want to mix it with everything, it. or do we want to mix it with just the dosi dough <laughs> or from uh, Sub X? Well, you can have. You can take whatever left. In I that. can make a. I can make a fatty for us. Why not? Let's do both. All right. <laughs> oh yeah, we rolling up a fat one, number three. Because you know how we do. I don't know how long we've been on this, but you know it's going to be a little bit of a long episode this round, just because we're doing the split episode. I can't necessarily keep track of the time like that. Does it say on the computer over there anywhere? Um, it does say it on the computer, but the thing is about the computer is it's done in like a weird time code, so it's like not exactly. I don't speak computer. Well, it's kind of like specific talk, and I don't necessarily like to do the math while I'm really high. Got you. <laughs> it brings me down. It brings so, me down. So I, like, I, guess, I feel really I guess dumb. The real whenever answer I'm... to that is no. Then. Uh, I'm just lazy engineer. We'll say that. <laughs> 
I just was wondering if there's a counter on the screen anywhere that just said like there you've is. You've been doing it for forty five minutes. I wish it was just more simple than that, but yeah, there is on there. Is this the stuff the uh, the dragon's breath? Dragon's breath. Oh from shit! Fireline. I didn't we even know we to had this, out. this one. Yeah, sneaking this one by me. I didn't even know we had it out. Yes, sir. Speaking of which, Fire Bros is back on the scene. Yeah. Let's be. Let's just talk about Fire Bros for a second. You guys smoke any of their samples lately? So I smoke the weed and the dabs. You got the weed. What weed you get? Oh, purple something. Oh, grape. Is it grape? Maybe grape, uh, something is a f- fuck. I don't remember because we got it was super. So both of them were super harsh. Would you get? Uh, I got only the dabs. Octane grape octane grape octane. That's yeah. the only one that we, that that was grape octane Falcor and Kim something. Grape okay. octane, and I rolled a blunt of it, and it was harsh. Like every single hit, I was hacking, and I noticed that the dabs made me cough pretty good too. To even where I felt like I was coughing with a little bit of pinkness. Interesting. Yeah. Wow, I didn't get any kind of things like off the dabs because I only got the dabs. I thought the dabs was great. I never did the dabs on high temp though. Me either. So because I'm on the same tip as you of trying to keep my new nail clean. Yeah, I get that. Um, This is gonna be a great fucking blunt if I'm doing all this shit. (laughs) I'm gonna tell you right now. Holy fuck! That's gonna be good. I'm excited. Do we want to add any kind of? Twaxing to it? Do we want to keep it straight wheat flour? Um, How twisted are we getting? I mean, I'm not trying to challenge nobody by any means. Hey, I do whatever it takes to get high. I might what even do you go jar tech on this with how Why much weed I got. It. Make it stronger. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. Man, Doghouse killing the game with the Star Killer, dude. God, I love it. We got to go jar tech on this because there's so much weed. It's too much <laughs> weeds to cut in your hand. Right. You will cut your hand. We'll cut my hand or drop weed everywhere if you guys don't know what jar tech is i guess well you know what let's get this on we we, we taped it before we have taped it before maybe we'll post a re we'll do a repost i'll tape you doing this one too okay i was gonna take a picture of this uh dragon's breath mm-hmm. from fireline Fire yeah you guys smoke that uh is that the gmo skunk that they have i put easily two grams in this fucking jar uh, did you smoke any of the skunk GMO from Fireline? No. Me either. I heard that was one of their most popular strains, though. That one was really good. The uh, GMO again, killing it with this fucking shit. Yep. What else do we have from them right now? I can't even remember. Like some guava cake, I believe, yep. too. That was really good. Was it? Mm. Um, I smoked the Sour Power OG, and I wasn't as... I wasn't super excited about it, and so I kind of just didn't keep smoking. No, I think no. yeah, I think they only had like two or three strains that were really killing it for us. Right, but uh, you know, getting that jar tech on, on cam. Oh shit, I forgot. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna record that. Okay, I'm gonna just set my phone down. So it's just simple. You still want to cut your fingers whenever you're cutting the stuff up, but you know, if you if you guys chop your weed with scissors. Why don't you grab a jar, chop it in a jar? You get a little more of an even grind that way, but you can also manage the coarseness. Yep. I've been grinding it. I've been chopping it up by hand still. I had to go back to the old school and just you know, break I, it down by hand. It's it's what you're comfortable with. I don't think I criticize anybody for doing it with the way they do it. But when I'm rolling something that, like what you're doing here, where it's like two grams, then I definitely have to go Jartek. Like last night, I rolled up a fatty. There's this, so it's really cool. I love my little area, North Everett. 
there's um so there used to be the paper mill down there like I was just was speaking of earlier and it's all tore down and so one of the old parking lots that used to be across the street that was like you know like a 50 car parking lot or whatever for the for the plant they turned into a um community garden so they built a bunch of boxes and now it's been there so long that it looks like it was just dirt always and it's tiered with um uh fuck rock like rock walls and and so you can you call whatever the number is and you can get a little plot of it that's like i would say it was four feet by uh five five by ten plot there were smaller ones and bigger ones but most of them were about five by ten actually talk Mm-hmm. Actually, talk. Don't you shake your head? Oh yeah, yeah. My fault. My fault. I'm high. <laughs> I know. <laughs> He's over here like yeah, yeah. Shaking his head. Um, Forget sorry. they can't see me. A little peek behind the curtain there. I know. Uh, first time on a mic for Jay. Yeah, All right, for you, sure. You break up some. Break up, break up some oil over here. From oh this yeah. Dosey pop and let's plop this in there. Pop some of that dosy pop. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so you could grow whatever you wanted in this little area. And was it for everybody or just those people? So say Your you grew some fruit right you. there. Someone couldn't just walk up. And oh, take so they no, it. they just provided a location so that you can basically grow your uh, your produce, your flowers, whatever you want to fucking grow there. Right. Yeah. So there was flowers in some plots, and then vegetables in other ones, and some had a mix of both. That's what's I up. mean, everything. Oh yeah. That's really cool. I really, I really dig on that whole community garden kind of thing. I think that really pays a, a tribute back to like old school roots of like you know America and whatnot. Um, I think that even still, it promotes a lot of good culture. And honestly, like I don't think how many how many people do you know that grow their own stuff? None. Yeah. So it's like it's, <laughs> literally it's, it's, zero. It's, it's one of those things that's so foreign from today. At least I, I find that um, not having. It, up, I can't. I can't. I can't even speak about being involved in one. But I can only talk speculate about being you know from the outside and stuff like that. Uh, that's the tip over here. Um, that is basically. I feel like. I don't know. I want to be able to do it myself personally. I do feel like having these aquatic. Uh, like like landscapes and yeah, stuff like yeah. that that I have inside these fish tanks is kind of really cool and a, and a little subsection of kind of like maintaining a garden in that in that sense for sure. Um, I do also want to have my own herbal garden and stuff like that because I like really appreciate fresh basil, fresh mint, fresh like you know rosemary. Uh, those kinds of things are really uh nice to have on hand, especially if you cook. They change the taste completely. Totally. If it's fresh in comparison to buying oh, it at yeah. the store. Oh yeah, dude, absolutely. Um, once you can break that thing right off. Like, you know, we're talking like immediately. It's so much more uh, just in depth right. and like earthy or whatever you can call it. However, however you treat your plants, too. Um, well, you don't have to worry about what's on them, what's been sprayed here and there. Exactly. And... You control, you know. Yeah. I definitely appreciate all that kind of stuff. And I want to be able to do that one day. I don't know. I think I think time is. That's probably good. You know, we put we put probably about three dabs <laughs> worth in there. You said, yeah, that's probably good. <laughs> all right. Yeah, it was really cool because uh, it was a lot of um, people from another country there harvesting mm. their stuff. And so it was like, I, I always, so it was brought to my attention when somebody was talking about national parks. It was somebody from a different country talking about national parks and how blessed we are in the united states that our government has set aside gigantic plots of land just for our recreation yeah you know and just that right there 
is amazing and like shows the wealth of a country that you can use all this land just for like recreation for hiking and just to keep it beautiful that's a and crazy natural. insight i never yeah. really thought yeah, about i never thought about, about it either that's a nice insight though because like for real yeah. for real um, it's every state has it think about japan right think about japan or china where they have so little real estate for certain things like yeah that. it was some it was i don't know what nationality we were but they were from asia somewhere and that's that's who i was talking to you know and they were just like blown away at being able to just go to, you know, the Rainier National Forest and hang out. It's just like, okay. And so I was thinking about this garden thing in that same kind of perspective of if you came from somewhere that was very poor and that's why you came here mm. and there, and you know, you're just walking through your neighborhood and you see this area and you realize, Oh, I can, I can grow whatever I want here. I got to pay 10 bucks a month or whatever it is. I got to come. I think it's more about coming and cleaning and, and doing the work at the place and, and besides in your area, mm-hmm. you know, making yeah. sure that the whole other rest of it doesn't get overgrown and everything more than paying. I assume you got to pay something. I don't know. Everybody helping take care of it. Yeah, exactly. And so, you know, imagine being from a country where, you know, either the the environment didn't allow you to have a garden or your just, or they just tell you no. Or just you can't. The soldiers <laughs> just going to come take that shit if yeah. you grow anything. They're just going to come take it. You know what I mean? Whatever regime or whatever it is that's controlling your area. And then you come to this place where you're allowed to do that. You know, it was just really cool. I mean, these people had probably, they were um, growing, the people who I saw, one couple was, it was a father and a son. And the son was probably in his 20s and the father was in his 50s, 60s, whatever. You know what I mean? And they, they, they were they didn't have any accents and they were harvesting a bunch of lettuce and kale and all that kind of shit. And then the other people, they were some sort of like Russian or something along those lines. And they had like six Safeway grocery bags full of farva beans still in the <laughs> things. And they were just getting them all. And I was like, what are you guys going to do with these? And he goes in and the lady couldn't speak English at all. And so then she had the dude talk to me and he was like, Oh, they're farva beans. We're going to can them and save them for the winter. You know, and I was just thinking they're still in that mentality yeah. of, you know, like back home where they got to grow this shit all summer. So then all winter they can eat it and it's going to be, you know, cheap for them. That's the things you just don't think about. When you, you know, you're born and raised here. Like, right. you got a pretty well, good. You got to think about innovation, too. Like, in the, in the, like you know, the whole I can't remember exactly how to call it, describe it right now. But the invention of canning and goods that are disposable and anything that's kind of like that like that was a, such a huge uh boom of an industry yeah. um the industrial era i guess you should call, you, we can call almost call that kind of part of that um really just going through and manufacturing all that manufacturing right. process and stuff like that 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 whole thing was kind of crazy and that's really what i feel like launched a lot of us into convenience you yeah. know, getting a can of green beans. Yeah. Versus Just, getting, if I need fiber beans, I'm running to the store and grabbing a can of fiber beans. I'm gonna wait months until they grow. Right. Like, yeah. Exactly. And they're still and it's weird too. So they're like combining two thousand nineteen ease of doing that with old school culture to save money and of survival. Mm. And instead of it being survival, it's to save money and you know, which is a survival tactic, of course, but <clears throat> you know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. combining those two like ways of thinking with like the old the old country in quotes way of thinking with the convenience and opportunities here in the United States. To where they're taking full advantage of every opportunity 
that's in front of them because they it's like, see every opportunity exactly whereas we don't we well, don't. a lot of us don't yeah exactly you know? like you get you know fired from a job it's like well life's over whereas there is like well it looks like i'm gonna go find something else to do exactly well it looks like i gotta go do some roofing for this dude i know and i gotta go hustle over here and do yeah. it you know because there's just what do you mean there's no work yeah the I, like, down I, the street got work right now oh you don't want to work that hard i get it uh, yeah <laughs> Well, that's the thing, the difference between hard work in right. other places and hard work here. Yeah, know. yeah. Vastly different. Sure. Well, also people's interpretation and perception of what work they want to do. Yeah. Like, I think that's... Even, like, I'm too good for that work. Right. Like, there's way too many jobs out there that are available. Even even for me personally, like, before I got into the weed industry, I could have done so many different things before I decided to do bartending. And had I tried to really hold out and really do that kind of thing, I mean, when, before I even came to Cushman's, I guess you could even say that kind of transition, you know, I wanted to move jobs, but at the same time I wanted to do, I wanted to continue doing bud tending. Had I had to consider doing something else, I would have. Right. Just to keep doing, you know, something. Mm. But. Yeah. Yeah. It was a trip to, you know, it was just cool to think about that. You know, so that's what I was getting at was I rolled a super fat blunt for the walk over there. We're, Cause it's probably like five blocks from my house. And this is like, hey, you want to walk down and check out that garden? Because we drive past it all the time, but never looked at it. And I was like, fuck yeah, let me roll up a fat one. That's a good little walk. And so I had to do the jar tech for the blunt. It wasn't very good weed, though. So that's why I rolled, <laughs> up super, I rolled it all. <laughs> <laughs> Everything. Roll it all. It's not good. Um, speaking of, like, the uh, industrial era, I started watching a show last night. It's crazy how shit just leads into each other. I know, right? Um, I was watching a show last night called The Food That Made America. And it's tell- it's on the History Channel. And it's telling the story of uh, like Hershey and Kellogg. And uh, I think those are the two I saw last night. And like all the pitfalls and the, the shiesty shit that they were going through and all this stuff. Like when Post... Post cornflakes and Kellogg cornflakes were battling in the beginning to be like the cornflake. Oh man, the cornflake, right? You know what I mean? <laughs> like the one dude is crazy. So, uh, Kellogg helped a manufacturing company invent rollers to make the cornflakes thinner so that they can be crispier. Mm-hmm. And he helped this roller company invent them, right? As soon as Post found out that he did that, he went and signed an exclusive distribution deal with that roller, with that that manufacturing company that only Post could buy those rollers. Hey. So Kellogg's moving along great. He doesn't know anything about this. He's working for like five years now. He's number one. He's a millionaire off of nothing. And... Uh, um. His fucking shit burns down, and he calls up the roller company like, hey, my shit burnt down. I'm building a new plant. I'm going to need another 10 rollers. And they're like, sorry, we have an exclusive deal. You can't get them. Smart, though. Right. So he thought his whole shit was done. Some real McDonald's shit. But the dude, yep, that's what what the next episode is about is McDonald's. Um, The dude, so Kellogg, the dude who was on the phone with Kellogg said, we're not allowed to sell them to new customers. And then Kellogg was like, wait, what'd you just say? New customers? I'm not a new customer. I'm an existing customer. So I have 10 rollers that are under warranty that I need you guys to fix. They're all burn up from the fire. Yeah. And so he brought the burn up 
10 rollers to him or like, hey, you need to fix these. They're under warranty or whatever. And so that's how he got the new rollers to keep going with Kellogg's Frosted Flakes. Crazy. Yeah, but it was crazy. And how it and how Kellogg's because Post was first and how Kellogg got known is because Kellogg's. So the brother of the dude who started the cereal, he was a famous doctor who like cured some shit or did something to where he was famous like nationwide as a doctor mm-hmm. and so he put kellogg's cornflakes on the box so it seemed as if the doctor kellogg was endorsing these cornflakes when it was his brother and his brother got pissed the what? doctor did why i don't know i can't remember because i'm high <laughs> at that time i was watching it and i was like you know in and out like yeah, watching yeah. it. you know what i mean but yeah his brother didn't his brother didn't want him to go into, didn't want him to start making cereal in the first place or some shit. Oh, okay. You know? And I guess you're way better than this. Yeah. You're You're a a doctor. No, it wasn't that. It was, you're a failure. You can't, you already failed at multiple businesses. You just need to go to work. Oh, we're talking about this. I thought that. No, the doctor's telling the cereal maker that. Gotcha. I may have totally misinterpreted this. And so the cereal maker was like, no, I'm going to use our name and sell this shit. And it worked. That's why we have Kellogg's right now. Yeah, and then the Hershey's company was dope. I, I didn't get to watch that one most very much at all, but his whole thing was trying to make chocolate out of because it's milk chocolate, right? Mm-hmm. Making it out of real milk, not powdered milk. Chocolate before that was always made out of powdered milk. So he had, and so he had like scientists, and so what he did was he. That's why there's Hershey's Pennsylvania, because he went out into the middle of a huge cow field, and said, "I'm going to build my factory here and build a town around it to run it." And I want to build it in this cow field because they're going to have the best milk. So you see the difference in the waste that I got? So I got same thing, about a quarter of an inch. Yep. And about a half an inch up top. All right. Yeah. All right, cool. I don't feel like I'm wasting so much now. These are the things they don't tell you. Yeah, it was cool. And, like, you know, how they kept going. So I'm excited to watch the McDonald's episode. Even though You've seen, you seen that movie? Yeah, I was going to say, even though I've seen that movie. The Founders? <laughs> yeah, it's or pretty the founder. dope. That was some... Wild that was messed shit, up, man. Dude. You got to be smarter than that, but that's it's that crazy. Was nuts. Did you catch the whole real estate part of that? Mm-mm. Yeah, dude. It's he ended cool. up, he ended up he ended up basically buying all the land that yeah. McDonald's uh, was to be built on. So they ended up he basically owned the property. That's what it is of McDonald's. So he didn't you, own the McDonald's. You as a franchise person, if you want to open up at McDonald's, that's fine. Mm. But you got to find the property, and McDonald's has has to be able to buy the property that you want to build your McDonald's on. So that way, even if you fail, they still own that property and can either pass it on to another franchise person or just cash out. Yeah. That that was the original. I don't know if it's still like that today, but that was the original game plan. I don't know. (laughs) I think that they had, I think they had a major lawsuit and eventually eventually won. Really? I think it's what I think that's how that, that story ended. About the owning the property part. I think so. I don't know. I think so. Let me not be, let me not be too quotable. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I feel like it still kept going for a while, because I, I knew though. about that oh from my a business God. class. This is a wild flavor, dude. This is a real fucking blunt, too. Yeah, that thing is big. Yeah, we're going to get high as shit. So what's going to carry us into the next portion of this episode. That's right. Yeah, so that was a cool show. What, are you guys gonna be watching any movies or TV shows lately? You know, I just I, I was talking maybe I was talking about this offline. The Boys. I just finished this. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. This series on Amazon. Phenomenal ep- series, though. Amazon. 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 <laughs> you know. Uh, yeah, 
I'll anyways. Yeah. The uh it's the premises superheroes kind of that need to be controlled because they have a little bit more of a humanistic quality or maybe they're more or less superheroes that don't necessarily use their powers for good all the time. Okay. So a realistic maybe like in a realistic setting if these superheroes were kind of like you and me, mm-hmm. you know, like but you got some superpowers and you're noticed for it. Um kind of shit. It's kind of cool. Honestly, I feel like the uh, show has a lot of uh you know, potential to kind of grow into something kind of cool. It did have a little bit of uh, talking points to kind of, you know, conversation, controversy, potential. Um, And it was a little bit left field, kind of right field. doesn't really matter really how you really describe it or something kind of like that. It was just hard nosed nonetheless. Um, It was give it a shot. Right. It's great, dude. It's got some cool ass uh, violence. If you're into cool, like, like gore or whatever that is. I mean, if if you're, I mean, I, I feel like just kind of stereotypically I've I, I, I've drawn to it, but whatever. Um, at the same time, they have some cool character development, too. You'll see some interesting uh, plot twists. Seems like superheroes are like the big, big thing right now. For Marvel's like running everything. it, dude. Yeah, Kicking man. ass. I saw that uh, Brightburn. That, Brightburn. Uh, it's like the anti-superhero. It's like basically it's Superman's story if he were to use his powers for evil. Interesting. So this is probably like in the same vein. I think I was actually, whenever someone was trying to describe the boys to me mm-hmm. i was thinking about that movie yeah it's, it's a movie right yeah it's a movie it's the one that has the kid he has like kind of like a scary looking mask on it's like a red mask interesting okay. but it's it's really good in the sense of like it's a child that discovers he has the ultimate power and he decides to start you know stop getting picked on picked on right his mom tells him no and he tells her well you're not gonna tell me no type thing yeah i feel that i feel that um even with like anime and stuff like my girlfriend recently got me Hooked on the anime. I've been oh, watching like bro. a lot of One Punch Man and uh, Punch Hero Man is, Academia. Is serious. I love One Punch Man. That's a cool shit. Uh, season two is where it starts getting real crazy too, though. Mm. Um, and one of the things that I uh, I've, I've been digging on is um, what's it? Yeah, Mark McDonald's owns the property. They own the property now. Mm-hmm. And you're leasing the property and the building from them. Yeah. So they definitely they definitely had some different had some shit change up in that in that whole thing. That's of 2017. And they finally got it in 2017. That's when that shit changed? No, it's still the same. What do you mean? McDonald's owns the building and the property, and you as a franchisee leases the whole thing. Yeah, but the way that it started was that they it was it was completely separate business partners, and it ended up having a different, like a real estate battle right, between yeah. McDonald's. It's, it's still McDonald's real estate. It's a separate company. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. So it's still it's crazy. Same fucking nutty yeah so brightburn i haven't seen that one yet. me either it's a good one i want to watch the boys too i just mm. put it on my watch list yesterday so a customer told me about it yesterday and like i turned my phone on and it was on the screen like i turned and opened up the amazon app and it was on the screen that's sketchy right yeah your phone was listening to and that right when i got home it was on the on the screen too recommended uh, for you yep I've been watching that Patriot Act on Netflix. You guys watching that at all? Mm-mm. It's an interesting little uh, uh, kind of episodic thing that Netflix is doing. Every Sunday that comes out with a new one, and it's kind of a controversial topic. Uh, it's heavily scripted, so at one point it's got a lot of bias to it, and it's got a lot of kind of a little bit of certain kind of thing to it i can't say like bias lean, like sure a, like i would say bias specifically but yeah like a lean to it um and it's kind of more about like the like kind of talking about truth and what's going on specifically in potentially america potentially just kind of what's going on maybe in the world a little bit but it's called patriot act and it's interesting 
It's kind of it's kind of entertaining at the very least. It's it's a comedic uh, relief to uh, real world topics. Gotcha. This shit is getting me high. Yes. At this point, I, like I can feel it hitting my yeah. eyes. My body is slumping. It's that's that star, star killer, killer kicking in, bro. <laughs> that star killer boy. You ever rolled up a blunt of just the star killer? Oh yeah, amazing. It's I don't so think cool. I have. You know, I don't think I've bought in star killer since I've been smoking frontos on a regular. Now For me, it doesn't even make me so much tired when I just smoke it by itself in a blunt. It just super euphoric. Yeah, it gets yeah. me. It gets puts me right in the good spot. I will say that it does get um, a little really good body buzz to it. Um, yeah, it's yeah. hitting my whole body. I can feel it. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's all over. Mm-hmm. Man, let me try out this. Uh, oh yeah, I forgot I was gonna take a dab of that. Oh, I totally gonna, forgot. Go gonna, ahead. Oh. I'm hitting this blunt. Uh. Oh yeah, it's making my eyes close. Mm. I forgot I was gonna dab Marina and totally spaced it. You guys seen the uh, new Lion King yet? No. No. I w- Have you? I of did. Course. What I was did. your honest opinion? I honestly liked it. I was a really big fan because it was exactly <laughs> what I was expecting. I feel like a lot of people were expecting more cartoony, mm. but it was like okay. I don't know some real animals, and they just kind of they seem like they just CG'd their mouths a little bit. See, uh, put it in com- cool. put it in comparison to potentially like uh, um, the Jungle Book where they did the, the way they did the Jungle Book. The which one? They've done two new ones. Uh, fuck Mowgli. I haven't seen that one okay. yet. They put those out at the same time, and I was like, why is this coming out right now? Yeah, right. Oh yeah. I, mean, I haven't seen it yet. I can't really say good. fuck Mowgli, but like it's like it look no, dude. Right. Not, 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 not in comparison to fucking what just yeah. came out, dude. Yeah. No, exactly. why would you just even try? Just go back big... to the drawing board, try again in fucking five years. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or wait, yeah, longer. <laughs> yeah. Time. But no, the the yeah. Lion King was honestly, I thought it was really good. I thought that they portrayed everything really realistic. You know, like a lot of people were seen online were upset about how Scar looked. He wasn't like super dark, you know, like he was in the show or anything like that. But he actually looked like what a, a lone lion looks like when it's separated from okay. other lions. Right. Like he's really skinny, small. He's not very strong because he doesn't eat that much. Right. But they Got they you. portrayed the story well. They they followed everything through. Literally, it was like watching the cartoon, but with real animals. It was like literally like every single bit was the same as the cartoon. So it probably pays off well if you if you don't have any expectation. Yeah, I, would, I that's what of, I told Ned. Of, 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 of something more than what you got the first time in a CGI performance. Yeah, it just feels I don't know. It feels realer. It's just it was really I, I liked it a lot. Sure, and, <laughs> and the I fact guess. they got Darth Vader to play for. You. <laughs> oh, they Sarah. got they got. Uh, um, they fucking got James Earl, James Earl Jones to do Simba again. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's uh, what uh, Childish Gambino is uh, Simba, or vice versa, Simba, I think. Really? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that either. Have you listened to the Beyonce soundtrack to it? No. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's <laughs> yeah. better than the real soundtrack. I've seen some memes about that, like the real soundtrack being mad at the Beyonce soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> See, I almost didn't want to go see it because someone told me that like the second half of it was just Beyonce singing. So I was kind of just like disappointed in that. But then it's it's not really that at all. It's maybe right. like one or two songs that she had. And it's a Disney movie. It's gonna have a bunch of songs. <laughs> I mean, Timon and Pumbaa. I mean, Elton John used to do it. Now it's Beyonce. I'm cool. <laughs> I'm oh, good with it. Fuck, that's some good dabs. Is what it is a good this? Dab? That's the Dragon's Breath. It's the one with the green cap. Yeah. 
Maybe it's because I just did a big dab, but that was fucking money. Hell yeah. <clears throat> Good flavor, high potency, kind of smacking me around still. Yeah, you can see it. Relatively smooth. I would say that I've still got a tickle, but it's not like something that's like exhausting my cough right now or making me do it. Right. Oh, man. <laughs> <coughs> yeah, I got to try that. Oh, wow. It's hit me all like this is like, I would say almost over the edge a little bit. Two dips. Yeah. There's the alcohol dip. Alcohol dip. Q tip. Alcohol dip with a. You got Q-tip. any new projects coming out, Nate? With a glass? Um, like I said, I haven't been able to spend very much time in there. So I haven't spent any time in there since the last two podcasts. So mm-hmm. I'm still just trying to put together that. I need to put together the gift for my aunt. Okay. It's almost time for me to say what it is because. So I'm gonna. I don't care. It's. It, I'm making a flower for her. And so what I'm doing is, is I know not very many glass blowing techniques, but I know a few. And so each petal and the pistols I created using a different glass blowing technique. Okay. And so like I was saying, when I went to Chihuly and I saw something he was doing. So what he did was he's uh, taking different colors of glass, kind of like we were talking about um, mixing glass and making your own colors. So what he did was he would take a solid color, or no, I shouldn't say solid color. So there's solid colors and then clear colors, Mm -hmm. right? Sometimes it's hard for people to grasp that. You know, like you can see, it's red, but you can see through it, like glass. Like a stained glass. clear clear color. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, and sometimes when I tell people clear color, they're like, what the fuck are you talking about? Clear color. Yeah, clear doesn't have a color. It's clear, bro. Right. So um, take two clear colors and sandwich white in between them. Mm-hmm. But, and so you have a circle of white, and then offset, you do a circle of red on both sides of it. So when you hold it up to the light and you see it, you have different colors because you have the red with the white changing the color, and then you have just red by itself. And then red on red. Mm. So it's a little darker, you know, because of the way you just keep dotting over and over yeah. and over again. So they're overlapping. Got you. So like first you put down. So like I'll, I'll blow a ball, form mm-hmm. a ball out of the glass. This isn't hitting right. What's going on with that? It's got a hole in it. I don't know. I can't tell. Hmm. Lunch inspection. It's just coming apart a little bit. So I blow a ball of glass, and then I smash it flat. So I have a round circle of glass, right? Mm -hmm. And then I do all those dots. So I do white dots on both sides of that, and then I do the red dots on both sides of that Mm -hmm. over it, so that when you hold it up, it's like two-sided with those dots <clears throat> all randomly on there. Okay. So you just have like a, like a, I don't know what you call it, um, like almost like a paper mache looking thing. Okay. All right. You know what I mean? Of just mismatched colors because yeah. of the way the different colors match up. So I did one. There we go. It was unrolling a little bit. So I did one where I used two different colors of clear purple. Mm-hmm. 
on like one color of purple on one side and one color of purple on the other side with white on both sides, right? Mm-hmm. So that the purples offset each other differently, you know? So yeah. there's multiple different colors in it. And then the other one I just did just the same color reds on both sides. <coughs> the red one turned out better. <coughs> okay. It's really crazy. Look at <coughs> And so... <coughs> Each pedal is a different style of glass. Like another one, I did just stripes and smashed them down and swirled them up. Mm-hmm. Another one, I tried to create my own color, like you were saying. I just took some clear, straight clear glass, you know, clear, no color in it, and coated it in green, clear green and clear yellow. And then I just kept melting it and swir- and like mixing it up and like mashing it and mashing it and mashing it until it became like yep. a a swirl of that green and yellow and clear, just all crazy tie-dye looking almost, but yeah. almost like it's one color also. Like from far away, it looks like it's just a weird yellowish green, but then when you get up close to it, it you can see it swirls of yellow and green. Yeah, yeah. So that's going to be one pedal. you know. So each one of these different styles that I've tried is a different pedal. And it's all things that I'm trying to learn how to do better. So I'm using her gift as a way to get better and then, you know, show her, look, I, this was me practicing all these different styles of glass blowing. Yeah, but the amount of effort you're going to yeah. put into that is... Yeah. It's like each pedal's taking me between two and three hours, depending on which style I've been doing. And I was going to have six pedals on it. How many are you at now? So I've got them all done. Oh, you've got them all done. I've got them all done. And now I just have to assemble it all. Mm. Uh, or one of them, I still have to... It's one big pedal, and I have to split it into two and shape it into the actual pedal. But then I have to actually place them on there, and that's the that's part of why I haven't blown glass in a while is because that's the hardest part is putting everything together. Because as I'm working on one part, another part can cool off too much, and mm-hmm. if I get the flame near that, it'll crack and break the whole thing. Damn. So that's where the kiln comes in. So like every twenty minutes, you got to put the whole thing back in the kiln, let it get all back up to a thousand degrees, and then start working it. You got to stay in like a hot room. Um, the room gets pretty warm. The, like cold drafts are bad. You don't really need so much of a hot room. A lot of people will put um, a fan underneath the desk so it's blowing like, mm-hmm. and you wear shorts, so it's like kind of blowing up your shorts. A little breeze. You know, and, but not really going very far, like a little, just a little fan that can mm-hmm. just give you enough of a breeze on your legs. But you really don't want much breeze in there. But And so that just makes it be hot because you have a 1,000-degree kiln sitting next to you. You got torches kicking out 2,000 degrees yeah. in front of you. So you're sweating pretty good. And I bet the fans probably you don't want like dust getting kicked up in the air no. and stuff like that. Yeah. like So I, I, I need to go buy a brush. But at the old shop, we had a brush that every time before we started, we brush all the stuff off. Cause, and you got to use like we have Windex in there and rags. And you clean your glass before blowing with it so you don't get specks of dust in in the glass, mm. creating bubbles and whatnot. Mm. So, yeah. yeah. See, I, I've always told you I want to go see it right. like, really bad. I know I, what I need to do. What The only thing stopping anybody from coming and watching me is the lack of extra glasses. Yeah. Because you can't look at what I'm doing without glasses on. And those are like $75 a piece. Oh, and this true. website made some out of... you burning your, your balls off? No, I'm just wiping off my couch. Okay. Such a... Because I know that blunt was falling apart, so I didn't, wasn't sure if the cherry fell in your crotch. No, just all the bits of the cherry. Uh, so I'm just kind of cleaning it off. But this company came out with some um, glass blowing lenses in like cardboard 3D glass style, mm. and they were selling for like 15 bucks a piece. 
And I should have snatched them up right when I saw them because I went on the website like two weeks later and they were sold out. Mm. And I signed up for the email for them to send me an email once they get back in stock. And I don't know if that'll ever come through. Yeah, I don't know <laughs> if this is the dumbest question you've ever heard about glass blood, but I don't know very much about it. But you know if you were to take like, you're saying that red clear glass or and, yeah. then, and then take like blue clear glass. Mm-hmm. Could you do like that 3D? You know how you have like, red and blue glasses for like 3D movies. Do you think you could get that same effect with those? Probably. Yeah, it's yeah. just color shift. That's yeah, because that, I think that's, that's that just, is. yeah, color stuff, making your eyes do weird stuff and tricking your brain into seeing that. Okay. So I think it's probably just about making sure your color blue is the same color blue that they have outlined in the 3D things mm. and the color red because that's what makes the spectrums line up and makes your brain think it's 3D. I don't know why I thought that I just, would be really cool, but I feel like that'd be kind of dope. I just deciphered all that in my brain right now, so I'm not sure that that's how 3D works. But sounds right. Sounds right. <laughs> sounds right. We'll say it's right. <laughs> that's that pothead that's science. science. I told y'all about it. Hippie math. Hippie math. Hippie, Hippie math. Science. That's how 3D works. I yeah. did not know that. I just know I put on the glasses. Right. Stuff pops at me. Yeah, I don't know how the new ones work. They're not blue and red. <laughs> Are no, they not? Dude, that shit's that shit's wild. I don't know what the fuck that is. The, yeah. I've been a 3D movie in a long time. Oh, really? Time. You haven't done none of these new movies in 3D? Not in a minute. Actually, well, I guess the last one I seen, they did give me some. I remember getting sunglasses. Like sunglasses it wasn't even things. that. Yeah, you're right. Because I know you go to the movies a lot. Careful. So I do. I just the, the 3Ds, man. For some reason, those glasses give me a headache. Or like any time for my whole life, 3Ds always give me a headache. So Got I like you. the the big IMAX, the big big screen. That's what I like. You ever go down to the Cinnabar? Mm-hmm. I've been there twice. It's good. You yeah. know, I really like the the one that's across from Alderwood, the smaller yeah. theater where you get like there. the recliners. Yeah, I haven't been there. Oh it's yeah, nice, yeah. Comfy. I haven't been there since they redid it. Okay. Yeah, because it used, used to be, be some go to. Yeah, that used to be the cheap one. Like when movies came out of the big theater, they would go to that one. They, yeah. I think they're still like that in the morning. Mm. They still have like the like was it matinee? It's like six bucks. Sure. Yeah. 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 Matinee's a little different though. That's just pricing. You know, when I was young, the Everett Theater would do a matinee, and it was two movies for ninety nine cents. And it isn't this is isn't it just a, matinee, just special then. What? What does matinee mean? The first show of the day. Okay, cool. <coughs> yeah, you get two movies for ninety nine cents when I was young, and this was when movies were like six and eight bucks to go see, so not as much as they are now, but still six or eight bucks versus ninety nine cents for two. Right. Of older movies that have been out of the big theaters for like a month or whatever. Mm-hmm. And that was like within walking distance of my house when I was in middle school, or not even not even that long. I think I was still in elementary school and going there with my parents. But that shit was dope because your parents would take you to the movies when it was two for ninety nine cents. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine getting a movie for ninety, even just one movie for right. ninety nine cents right now? Anything for ninety nine cents? Insane. Besides a friggin' kill you iced tea. Yeah. Right. Hell yeah! I'm gonna take this dab. All right. Dab Marine, I should say. Yeah. Mm. You familiar with the Dab Marine? No, I'm not. Is that what that is called? That's what he's about to do. I'll show you. I'm going to go ahead and record this one. <clears throat> I ain't put one on the gram in a minute. A Dab Marine is what this is called. Yes. Like a submarine. Yes, but a Dab. Yeah, like a submarine. Okay. He's going to put Ooh. the... Or like a soldier dabber. Soldier dabber. Sure. He's going to... No, it's not that. I don't want to disrespect the military like that. It's not a dab marine like that. It's like a submarine. <laughs> not even a Navy one. Just a- he's going to put the dab down, drink the beer, 
Water's gonna go on top. No, shit. Yeah, I was like, I'm like really into it. I was like, what? I'm gonna take a dab and then drink the bong water. Yeah, fun with that one. You seen the one where the and guy then, he does like a bong rip with beer and then he just oh, like yeah. finishes and then drinks the beer. Oh, yeah. Have dude. you seen those? There's bongs that you can put on your beer. Mm hmm. And you flip it upside down. Mm hmm. Yeah. Those ones actually do look pretty cool. You guys want any more of this blunt? There's still rubbing alcohol in here. I didn't clean it out very good. I'm going to get a fat, crazy hit. I'm burning your nail up over here, man. Where'd you get your piece from? So the piece is Dynamic Glass. Okay. Yeah. Follow him on Instagram, Dynamic. That's underscore glass. He does really cool ball rigs now. This is one of his really early pieces. Okay. Like one of his first. If you go all the way back to the beginning of his Instagram, this is going to be one of his first 10 posts. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. No hair. Yep, hair. Oh, they almost just touched that hot nail. That was close. That was scary. Scary. I didn't mean to do that. I didn't mean to scare him. <laughs> that would have been more my my uh my my fucking my fuck up. Mm-hmm. All right. Taking a big one. Uh, not too big with a dab marine. No. Yeah, you don't want to. You don't want to really be coughing too much. You want to be smooth. <clears throat> All right, let's see this. Mm, I did a uh, full gram dab for the first time. Oh, a couple really? Weeks ago. How yeah. was that? Probably won't do it again for a while. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was cool. I was really, really high. You know, some uh, was it some San Fernando Valley. I think it was some alien or some moonshine or something like that. But uh, yeah. It was a good experience. My lungs felt like they were going to melt. I didn't, oh, man. I didn't How'd you do that. it? Did you do the... Uh... There it is. Chugging the beer. Okay, I see you. down. Mm, I understand the, the name now. There goes the dab. <laughs> so those of you that... Yeah, no. So those of you who don't know, uh, vapor is much more expansive <laughs> than um, uh, smoke. Mm. It actually... What? Vapor expands. It's more, it's more expansive. Um, so one of those things about uh, the fact that I, I part of me just kind of speculates that uh, holding in a dab is not necessarily the best habit for yourself, just because like it can be uh, a little bit dangerous to kind of like more or less maybe cause some kind of rupture and kind of something like that yeah, potential. I, I think that your I think your human body knows exactly when to start, when to let go and when to do something, but at the same time, you know, uh, mind over matter. Um, <laughs> One of the cool things about it, though, I do think about is like when you do hold your breath on something like that, it might push those uh, vapors and those particles. It's much finer when you think about it. Vapor is much finer uh, molecules. Uh, it pushes it deeper into the capillaries of your lungs and mm-hmm. maybe bronchial sacs and whatever, whatever they call that. Yeah. Um, yep. The bronchi. Yeah. So I'm thinking that could be a potential. Who knows? Yeah. So, you know, hippie science over here. Mm. Hold, don't hold your breath all the time, but you dab marine your, your ass off, I guess. I want to try one of those at some point one day. <laughs> when I grow up. Oh, we might have a kerbobble. <laughs> Sweating. Oh, and That man. beer was pretty warm. There's a lot of foam in my chest. A lot of foam in his chest right now. Oh, man, I can't believe we finished that blunt. Me too. That was crazy. That oh, was a big God. one. I'm pretty lit. Mm, really Me high. too. How you feeling, Jay? I'm good. I'm really high. 
What about you, Cam? Oh, fucking high. Oh, I can't even breathe. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm so sweaty again. Uh, oh, this just keep happening. Right? Why right. do I keep doing this to myself? Look how the sweat is just forming on my face. Yep. <laughs> so, all right. I think we're twisted. I think we're twisted, too. I think so. Let's call this uh, 20.5. 20.5 or 21 and a half. Yeah. Or no, it's not 21 and a half. It's, it's, 20, it's 20 and a half. Okay. <laughs> I don't know how it Sounds works. good. Uh, sounds half good. I'm, I'm dab fucked right yeah. now. <laughs> oh, God. I'm sweating my ass off. Uh, All right. See you guys in a few. Keep it twisted, y'all. Uh, 21.5. Oh, fuck. I'm not plugged in again. <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is the official theme of the episode. I did this last episode. No shit. I fucking shit you not. You gotta, yeah. You definitely need to start oh, plugged in. Click. Uh, 21. Officially 21. Yeah, officially I'm, 21. We're back, and Cameron's a little more sober now. 21.5 though no it's 20 point now we're actually 21 this is 21 uh, so what would the last one be the w- the first half of this was 20.5 this is officially 21 this is the rest of the 0.5 i'm lost you're lost yeah so 20 to 21 right we were the very last episode that we released last week was yeah. 20 okay so this is 21 so this is 21 right but, but this we're is second half so that's why i was saying it's like 21.5 or no, no, 21 no. point like it's one. just 21 because 20.5 was the first half of this episode. Now we're at 21, which is the rest of the 0.5, which is the full 21. Now we're officially... Wait, no. So are you saying... So you're you, saying you lost me, brother. Uh, I, think, I, think we're, lost I, me. I think we're counting differently is yeah, what it comes to, down we to. We need to get high. Yeah. <laughs> That's what that says. All right, what you got over here, man? So w- this episode's been kind of interesting, I guess. We haven't done a whole lot of uh, specifics, but that's because we're just kind of, you know, we, we were scheduling stuff, and then schedules kind of got mixed up. We just call this the winging it episode. The winging it episode. A little split, bit. split the difference. Split the difference. I like it. Split the difference, volume one, maybe. Yeah, there you go. Split that- the difference. Um, but yeah, anyways, Nate and you and Jay recorded the first half, and exactly. then this is the next day. So that was all yesterday in our time. Obviously, it's like two minutes ago, your time. Yep. But, uh, yeah, so, anyways, here we are. Uh, we are without Nate. Yeah. Like, yesterday, they were without myself. Yep. So, we're just um, kind of, and I've been, I've been the one that bridges us over. You're welcome. Cam, holding it down. Right. Trying to, at least. Cam, well, it helps Cam, that you're, it's your spot that we record. <laughs> and it's, it's right. Hard, hard we have to, to come here, at least. I mean, it would be weird if you guys came here to record without me, right? I'm, Yeah. I mean, just come in here solo and record by myself when both y'all are busy. Yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, Cam, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna come down. All right, leave your door open. I feel like if I was left by myself to do this podcast, I'd just turn into like jazz voice. You know what I mean? Like, I just, <laughs> I just get so fucking like bored and weird. No, I get you 100. percent I totally twisters. Just try to like really smooth it out. Yeah, you just start playing around and getting more experimental with it. I don't know. I start to always get a little bit more um, voice actor esque and like start doing like sound effects yeah if i'm by myself i get stupid silly and i feel like it'd be like at my most silly times alone i might talk to myself Mm -hmm. but it's got to be pretty fucking goofy right you know what i'm talking about like where you like can't help but like say shit out loud sometimes yeah dude it's got to be like preposterous moments i'm always driving around (laughs) in my car with funny accents honestly oh wow like i'm not gonna lie i might i might i might i'm not necessarily talking to myself as much as i'm just like i'm just talking in a funny accent just to be able to say weird shit maybe what's I'm just, your like go-to accent 
I think it's Australian at least. Maybe it's a little bit uh, yeah. European. Maybe I don't know. It's 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 a combination of many things. Yeah, right. I'm like I don't know. It's maybe it's, yeah, it's kind of safari. It's fucked up. It's kind of safari. Yeah, it's not very good. Um, <laughs> at least you're culturally appropriating a white group. Sure, it's a, it's. A, it's a, <laughs> <laughs> they deserve something, hey, to do, you know. I, I'm just mixing it all the fuck up. Um, you you want to smoke this fatso, dude? It's yes, fucking please. insane. Yes, please. Yeah, it's the it's like what I've been. I, okay, here's what I do often: is I buy like three or four different eights, and then one is quickly my favorite, mm-hmm. and then anything else I smoke, even if it was like last week, it was my favorite. Yeah, like the dosi do last week was the go to. Sure. And then I got the fatso, and then I'm like, oh, well, I guess I'll smoke the do do I want to smoke all my fatso. <laughs> you know, like, I do the same thing, yeah, man. But, like, last week, it would like I would have been super hyped, like, oh, yeah, I got to save that do do for, like, special occasion. Yeah, now, right. now the fatso is a special occasion weed. Exactly. Like, you, you're, you're, you're holding on to every little nug of it. You might be experimenting with blends so that you don't have to use so much of it. I don't yeah, know. well, I don't know. Sometimes I don't want to water it down. I get you, too. Like, this shit is fucking fire. It, um... So GMO is chem and cookies, mm-hmm. and they crossed it with Legend OG. I didn't do any research on Legend OG, but the chem dog comes through in this really strong. It's got nice. like that backbone funk of uh, GMO. Sure. I don't think it's as funky as uh, Wonka bars. Okay. Maybe just not like as like pungent. like right? Yeah, not quite as like sour. Sure. But it's uh, it's got that like chem dog new car smell kind of backbone and the yeah. build of it looks like old school cam dog which really pumps me up that's, like that's some of my favorite that's smoke. the thing that looks that, that appeases me the most it has yeah. it has yeah, that kind just, of like almost i want to say kind of just like lime greeniness around about it but it's got this almost amber like ha- like haze all over it i don't know yeah it's, to me that's the way cam dog always strikes a little fucking bit nice it's really good smoke oh this is phenomenal you're right oh my god dude yeah, and Fatso is uh, GMO and Legend OG. Um, once again, like, GMO taking the fuck over, dude. GMO's GMO's killing it. Honestly, I think they're going to be the one. I think it's going to be the next. The next fucking is it the next cookies or Miracle Alien cookies or yeah, fucking wedding I cake. I think it's going to be the next Girl Scout cookies or, or like Gorilla Glue. Honestly, it's going to be GMO's going to become a just a new staple. Gorilla Glue. Yeah, yeah, probably a new Gorilla Glue or new wedding cake, something like that. Cake is super popular. It, uh, I know. And what was it? I had I had a. Uh, <clears throat> I had a uh, request for no cake, no cookies, and no sativas at one point. Uh, no cake, no cookies, and no sativa for like a request from who? Or just like a person that that's what they wanted to smoke? That's what they wanted to smoke, yeah. So no cake, no cookies, and no sativa? No sativa. That's a lot of that's, that's parameters. Ex- that's a, that's excluding a lot of things into in 2019. Yeah. yeah, you just knocked like half the ballpark off the fucking thing, yeah. And while well, cookies I guess, and everything, dude, everything's got cookies in it. I like, and I guess, like, to me, it could be like there. I mean, cookie half half of cookies is Durban, right? Supposedly, Durban and OG, right? Yeah, technically, I think it's like Durban and um, Triangle Kush. But then other people try to say it's got GDP in it, but I don't think it does. No, I think it's got no GDP in that. Oh, this stuff is funkadelic. Oh, it's so fucking. <laughs> no, this is that kind of shit that would get you in trouble. Oh, if you're like. Like if you're trying to hide your if you're trying to hide your stash, yeah, this is not the weed to bring. Yeah, this is that weed that like stinks up the house. You got like a eight hiding in a dresser drawer, fucking <laughs> four rooms away, and they're like, "Bro, I think the dog shit in the house." Yeah, exactly. Yeah, for real, dude. It's like chop. This is so nasty. <laughs> Where's the dog shit at? 
right? Oh man, fatso. Like, right? why? I wonder why they called it this. <laughs> well, it's probably just got some like greasy kind of like vibes about it. I don't know. Yeah, you fucking fatso. <laughs> <laughs> All I, fatty. I know, I know Royce came about. Like, I don't know if you know Royce at the Linwood shop, don't you? At least you've I've met seen him. him. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he came about. He's like, is this a fucking? Are you guys fucking with me? Did you buy this for me? Is this a fat joke? <laughs> and oh, it was like, poor kid. No, no, no. He was just, he was just giving us a hard time, but it was like, uh, yeah. Anyways, all good. All all in love, of course. We didn't buy this strain because of him. No, that'd be that'd be. It, honestly, <laughs> if you did, I, this weed's good enough. I'd be like, yeah, I'm fucking yeah, fat. Yeah, dude, so, I, uh, I rep that. Yeah, Fuck yeah. that shit. <laughs> Call me fat, so I'm coming at you like funky cam. Right, you're chopping that up. You know, actually, do you want to? It's so fucking loud. You gotta like re-smell this over here. Oh man, if you want to. Put your I'll tilt, pop a tilt little your bit palm in, out. It, no, I, you know I'd smell it in my hand and put it in the lid. Okay, there you go. Keep it classy. I get you. Get no hand. Get no hand funk on it. Oh my god, it smells so good. And if you guys don't ever break up your weed or like you know, if you guys don't ever like more or less to get a real true, I think aroma profile of what's going on, like what's going on in that. Yeah, you got to bust it around. You do. You got to break it up a little bit. God, dude, that's yeah, that's great. I smell. I just smell my microphone. Ah. <laughs> 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 uh, Dude, can I just put that in my microphone and just smell that for the rest of this podcast? Yeah, this stuff's really good. Um, I like it a lot. Yeah, I'm gonna grab us a beer. You want a Bodhi or do you want a? What would uh, you like? sure. Yeah, actually, I haven't had IPA in a little bit. Okay. I've been drinking stouts, which yeah. is weird. Like, I don't know why, but I drink a bunch of stout in the summer. Yeah, I feel like that's <laughs> nobody's thing. <laughs> that's nobody's shit. You drink stouts in the winter, bro. All right, I'll be right back. Word. Now that he's gone, I can practice my sultry jazz voice. I guess jazz radio voice. Not very good at that, obviously. I need to practice. Bodhi Zaffa, really good beer, good IPA. Comes from Georgetown Brewing. And for those in the know, you can get that shit fresh as fuck. If you pay attention, they got the canned on date on the, on the box. And peep that, because the fresher the Bodhi is, the more citrusy and crazy it tastes i shared one of these at a party with a gal kind of an older gal um and when i gave it to her she goes and tastes it and she goes oh man this is a rattler i'm like what you know and like i know what a rattler is this type of beer with like fruit juice in it or something like that kind of usually lighter but i uh i was like no no and it just kind of threw me off i was like it's a just a good ipa it's really fresh she goes yeah a rattler like no it's not a rattler it kind of started like getting under my skin was fucking rattler talk like shit is just dank ipa like enjoy it i don't know stop telling me that there's no grapefruits in this yeah it's <laughs> fucking my head up lady right that's one of the things i think people don't necessarily understand is that hops again just kind of like in cannabis cannabis t- tastes fruity sometimes right oh sure yeah, so hops have a very similar terpene profile to, I'd say, cannabis in a certain way. They're not necessarily, I would say they're uh, they have a cousins. Lot of mercine. Yeah. And, they're, and they are related. Yeah, they are, they are cousins in the family, uh, family tree of plants, uh, hops, and, and, and cannabis. But yeah, like I would say citrus elements uh, are definitely contained inside hops. Yeah. Um, this particular beer, I mean, it smells like fucking like mango and oranges. This was canned on 8-6. 8-6, what's today? Today is 8-14. 8-14, so we're like just a over a week. That's pretty crazy. It really is, and just for all the all the listeners out there, the last... Oh, it smells so for the good. last for the, Or well, maybe for the first like hour or so, I was drinking on one that was on 8, or sorry, 7-26, 7-28. Cheers. Something like that. Cheers, brother. Thank you. Yeah. Can't yeah, glasses, slices of pizza and beer. 
good guy at his camp. I try, I try to take care of people, take care of my boys. The uh, Dude, the flavor on this Bodhi is so much brighter and so much more, I would say, maybe crisper than even the last time. And I say this very loosely, too, because just even, I would have to say, less than 30 minutes ago, I was drinking another beer that was phenomenal as well. Um, and yeah, this is this is still really good. And at 30 minutes in your time, not in my real time, I was at <laughs> do work. You, <laughs> do you... Uh... Do you find from the podcast you've been drinking more beers? I would say in the later month. Yes. In like the last month? The last month. I finally have been. Uh, I, so like I, I, this year has been a, kind of a crazy year for me a little bit. I've been uh, taking charge of my finances. And in doing that, I've been holding myself to a pretty strong discipline. And in that same regard, I've been spending my money on a lot of things like my fish tanks. Or even I think before the fish tanks, I was spending my money on weed specifically. Yeah, so, I know that fucker. <laughs> yeah, yeah, gathering a lot of like a huge collection of weed. And then I got into the fish tank thing. And then I kind of smoked my big collection of weed. And now I'm kind of back to figuring out what I'm going to be doing it on. But I've been, I've been, I've been finding more money in my account to be able to buy whatever I just kind of want to do with, just because I've been more responsible and stuff. And Good for you, yeah, dude, I really, it's been, it's been a thing. I've been doing this. Uh, uh, what's it? Uh, every other paycheck, so I get paid every two weeks, every other Friday, essentially. Pretty common. Um, pretty common. And so what I've been doing is I've been holding myself to the discipline of paying rent with one paycheck and paying bills with another paycheck. Oh, sure. And so if you start this cycle, you every once in a like I would say about two to three times a year, depending on, uh, I guess, when in that year it happens. Oh, yeah, you get your extra paycheck. You get your month. extra paycheck. Yeah, so yeah. if you do this cycle and you hold yourself to that discipline, at a certain point in time, after about, I want to say after a true, like, three cycles, three times you get a paycheck, extra paycheck, right. you're going to be actually getting that. And you got you to gotta be on a two-week schedule, mm-hmm. not a bi-monthly schedule. Exactly. Because like if you're on a bi-monthly, you'll never, yeah, you'll never get that. But if you're on the two-week, yeah, every once in a while it rolls over, mm-hmm. so how the year works. Yeah. Those are those are great months. I I remember that. I don't We're know in one I, right now. I don't know if I get that or not. Because I'm, I'm paid weekly. Yeah, well. So I don't know how the fuck it works that way. Oh. I guess at that point you could just basically use to like allocate certain paychecks to do what you need to do. I, as long as you have a structured uh, point in time of receiving money, I think yeah. that's I think what what pays it off the most because my because also with the fact that we only get paid written checks at Cushman's too, um, it allows me to be able to go three weeks almost or like I would say three weeks, maybe two and a half weeks. It's like without two, we- it two or weeks, two weeks in a weekend without w- without getting my next check. Oh, because wow. it's two weeks, and oh, then I have right. to cash my check, and then it takes about four days almost. Sometimes it's like I cash my check on Thursday. I don't get my money until Tuesday or Wednesday of the next week. It is unexplainable, but that's what happens. Um, yeah, I'm on that direct deposit. But it's weird when you're a tipped employee. Mm-hmm. The fucking taxes are insane. Dude. So, like, my paychecks that get direct deposited are, are you know, a fraction of what my pay mm-hmm. is. And they just, yeah, it's... It's fucking wild. Hopefully you'll get some of it back at the end of the year. the fucking government air. does it. Watch, they're going to want me to pay more. <laughs> oh, on wood. <laughs> yeah, right. For real, dude. One year I uh, did my taxes. I owed like 600 bucks. And some of you guys out there, like 600 bucks, no big deal. But like for me at the time, I was like, dude, oh my God. When I got I got to pay fucking $600? I know. At any point in time, if you're like, I'm like, I was, I'm this kind of person that's lived on from paycheck to paycheck ever since I've been an adult. Yeah. And so like at this point in time, I'm finally taking control and being like, fuck that. Cool. And so like, it's been, that's been the one of the biggest disciplines of, of me doing doing this is uh i don't want to paycheck to paycheck anymore i was better you know what sucks is i was better at saving money when i made less now that i'm making more i've been like a little more frivolous yeah yeah fucking festivals dude like they're expensive as fuck it's like my favorite thing mm-hmm. to do but it's so pricey 
Do you want to try the um, the taste in this before I light it? Yeah, sure. I'll take a dry head off that. It's pretty lit sauce, dude. I'm so excited about this. I've been waiting for your review so I can so I can pick some of this up. I mean, I could definitely take the dive myself, but I know you picked it up, and I was just—I I don't necessarily have all the funds in the world for all my weed right now. On that same topic, right? I budgeting. Know. <laughs> yeah, budgeting's huge. I feel like uh, I don't know. It's—it's it's a hard thing. It's like you want you—you you wish you could have told your younger self to save better. Yeah, but then you wonder if I don't know what's what like the experiences you had or the money you spent or like the like I, I fucking I've smoked so much of my money up. Sure. In weed. Like, yeah, just dude. smoked so much, but it's also, like, my favorite thing to do. Yeah. So if you take out, like, my favorite activity from my daily life, like, is my quality of living the same? Like, I would have to say in a certain perspective. It might be all perspective-based. You know, like, for instance, while I, in the Navy, I knew people that never spent their paycheck, really. They didn't have to. They, they could live on the ship. They didn't have to have anything outside except for, like, maybe a phone bill. Yeah. Um, if they had their own place, and that Frugal was... That, fuck. That was cool on them, but the Navy ended up starting pay, starting to pay for your your uh, your rent and stuff like that too. So it's like they didn't, you didn't really have to worry about too much, honestly. You, like if you could save it all, you really were in the spot. I never did, so there we are. But I knew people that never saved their money, and their lifestyles were a little bit more um, indoor based. You know, I would have to say like they did a lot of video games. They had a yeah. lot of a lot of things that maybe maybe collectibles items where they would like spend on like certain things, like maybe de- developing a figurine collection or something like that. Or in, or de- or just developing a um, maybe like I think I knew people that did uh, classic consoles like old school consoles. They yeah. had a lot of collections like that. Yeah. They kind of video games. Yep, Star Wars kind of stuff. Or, yeah, um, all that stuff is cool, and I think that that's in one person's perspective happiness. Um, and, I guess I that I don't I can't speak for people, right? Yeah, but I feel like um, and they have like yeah, they have like thousands I don't know. Of, I, thousands I like of dollars to collect bank. things for sure. I think I spend more money on like fun money. I spend it on like cool clothes and shoes sure. lately. I don't know. I don't think I ever used to be super on that tip, but now I like I see some dope drop of a long sleeve that's gonna be one off, and I'm like sixty bucks. Yeah, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> sure. You know, like, I mean, I've been doing everything on these fish tanks, and for me to go walk into a, walk into an like an aquarium store and spend fifty bucks is not astronomical. That's almost. Yeah, that seems like what it would be just to like get a couple upgrades. Sure, it yeah. reminds me of um, you know, it's kind of a fun hobby that I like could see having done in another life. Like I would never do it, but sure, uh, the high end RC car shit. Oh, dude, I love talking to people about that stuff. Oh man, when you see one of those little fucking high end, yeah, like little gas powered, mm-hmm. alcohol powered things, like the fuck, man. Yeah, not to mention you can watch them like compete against real fucking cars, real versions of the cars and stuff like that too. Like you can watch them on YouTube and whatnot. Um, that's a really, really fucking cool hobby, dude. Yeah, like, if you're gonna get into something just, like, for lack of a better term, kind of pointless, mm-hmm. fucking, what a fun one. Right? Have, like, a little, I don't know, that seems, it's like, it's like, uh, real life video games almost. I mean, yeah. it's, you know. It's like investing into, into, like, a VR platform, like, yeah. a, like, the whole thing. Well, like, I, what if you're, like, a guy that's into, like, uh, flying remote control shit? Oh, shit. That'd be fun, too. You know? I could see that, like, I feel like those kind of things, though, are for folks that don't get high. You know, because they got all this extra money and they don't know what to do with their fucking time. They're like, I'm going to go buy a fucking remote control plane. That's right. I'm going VR today. All right. Here we are. Yeah. <laughs> Have you played much VR? 
a little bit. So I got so I got to go to a uh, at the Cinema at the Cinerama, sorry, down in Seattle. Yeah. There was a VR exhibit and stuff like that, and I got to go down there and play with that a little bit, and that was fucking cool. Honestly, they had a lot. It was primarily focused around the Samsung VR, so like the phone VR oh, stuff yep. like that. Um, 360 cameras. It had a lot of different documentaries and whatnot, kind of going through and cool. Just kind of giving you a, a sense of space with these kinds of things too there was one where it was music based and i was like dude if i was like i wish i had a dmt pin on me <laughs> right fucking now like i would just hit this shit just live in this song for like five five minutes and no one would know the other dude it Man. might smell a little funny but <laughs> someone i met somewhere uh got gifted one at Ooh. uh meltdown dang and uh had a great time with that during that. a couple of you know sets and yeah, yeah. I've been really wanting to to go in on it, but I, I think I want to do it in a uh, just in, maybe just in a more profound environment, um, outside or someplace that I can go and and actually like lose a little bit of uh, kind of just every day to day kind of thought processes. Um, I don't know, break out in nature, kind of just go be my be be with be with something for a second. Yeah, it's a weird one because it's such a intense thing. It's it's like. Yeah, I think with any psychedelic, you're really um, putting yourself at the mercy of the situation. Mm -hmm. You're like kind of le like you're relieving control uh, to some degree, especially when they're that potent or whatever. So it's a fine balance of trying to find a place that's not your like home, your your comfort zone, your standard thing, and somewhere where you can kind of like give up some of that control. You know, because you fucking you don't know if you're going to be able to even recognize what you're looking at with your open eyes you know and like right. it's yeah it's uh oh man so it's, it's a crazy thing it definitely is i remember whenever i was uh tripping mushrooms allegedly one time on a hike um, <laughs> <laughs> um probably one of the most it, like i mean i don't i haven't taken too many mushrooms in my day so i can't really speak too heavily of the experiences but this is the probably the most heavier uh trips that i had on this batch of mushrooms and my first experience of mushrooms Okay. Um, and it was just really, I'd have to say, so we were, I was, I was in a good mood. We took this, I dropped at like, uh, ate them all about eight o'clock. I ate them in a tortilla wrapped with peanut butter a little bit. Ate them raw. <laughs> that sounds rough. It was not that bad. Fucking, this is fire, right? Dude, it's so fucking good. Fatso on my level. Yeah. Like, Fatso from Sub X, a fucking win. Dude, so like, okay. I, I almost don't even want to like tell people because it, I, yeah, I want this to be available, but I mean, oh, dude. you gotta, you gotta spread the love. Dude, all people, the love. People want to get, gas fucking buys them that shit. well I, I brought up the last episode because we did the oh i'm sorry earlier in the episode we did the uh dosi -si dough um stuff and so i was excited I, I, yeah i gotcha i remember the um sub x episode we did the gmo and the stark and the what well, we did the star killer no we didn't do star killer we did gmo um wonka bars no it was scored that i keep thinking i keep yeah, getting like, mixed up sub x and scored i think we did those back to back almost we definitely did a sub x episode I think we did dosido -do and like some lime sour apple three, dub, something like that. Sour apple dub dabs, maybe. A lot of we did the yeah dosido -do, uh, sour sub subdivision. Yeah. Anyways, back to your mushroom thing. So you oh. ate a tortilla of peanut butter and I mushrooms. I did, and then about that was about seven thirty, eight o'clock, and then by the time we got to the hike, which was uh, poopoo point out in <laughs> out in uh, index. <laughs> I know it's fucking. <laughs> he said poop. He said poop. Poopoo. -poo. <laughs> um. Oh. His fucking wheat's so good, but <laughs> yeah, it's so good. Basically, I started. We started running. We ran the fuck up this mountain, dude. What? Like for the first like forty minutes of this hike is. Were you looking for like a? I couldn't even tell you, dude. Cardio workout or something. 
our pace was way wicked fast. Okay. And I ended up like hacking my shit up. <laughs> oh yeah. Like after about 40 minutes. And that's whenever the mushrooms were really starting to set in. I was getting, I was on that come up at that point. Yep. Um, and my blood, my, my heart was oh, pumping yeah, so fast. Like my a... blood pressure was so high. Yeah. It was, it was a, it was an intense little moment. And then after that, I think we tried to go up another 15 minutes or so. And I was like, fucking done. I was like, okay. nope, I'm staying here. Yeah. You guys can go out there. Yeah. Depending on the mushrooms, it can be kind of, um, oh, dog and buck. Mm-hmm. Um, they can be kind of like disorienting. Like some, it, it just—I feel like it depends on the strain. Sure, and I, these I can't describe the. I can only describe the looks of these, and they look like every other fucking mushroom that these sure. look like. So, yeah. um, more often than not, if you're getting mushrooms, they're usually cabenzies because they're really easy to cultivate indoors. Sure, these were skinny stem, kind of a small cap. Um, yeah, it's I, it's like bra- I like, so I like kind of yeah. like yeah, white white stem, amber cap, nothing yeah. crazy. crazy. The, the majority of uh, psilocybin mushrooms have that sim that like the ivory, the kind of white stem, and right. very much like a golden cap. That doesn't mean that all mushrooms no. that fit that. Yeah, please don't start just no. eating mushrooms with that description. It's no. way it's way complicated. It, don't yeah. You know some mushrooms that are lookalikes. If you eat them, you will require like a new kidney or liver potentially yeah, within dude, like it will three or four days. Murder you. Yeah, it will poison your body tissue. Yeah, it's it's well. First of all, it, it is oh, it is man. food poisoning. I guess technically the way the body breaks this down is that the the psychedelic compound um, reacts in your stomach. Are you sure? That's what I was always told. Let me I not, feel let like me... that's fucking hippie science because like psilocybin. I think you. Could, I think psilocybin extracted Maybe. in pure form doesn't have. I think it wouldn't be no different than like, you know, like acid or it could some be, of these I other guess. compounds. Maybe it's got something to do with the mushrooms themselves. Like kind of what I'm thinking. The dude. delivery, the method of the yeah, mushroom. And I've had mushrooms that like a little bit. And I'm queasy as fuck for hours, and then I've had other mushrooms where like not a queasy at all. Sure, Super I think easy. I, I I always get a little bit nauseous at that body high. The body high is always a little bit nauseating. It can be a little unnerving. I think, too, like having heard so many people uh, echo that feeling, oh, yeah, you're feeling being poisoned. You know, you, you poisoned yourself. That's why your body feels like this. I think that it's almost like could potentially increase it with some psychosomatic. Sure. I think it's I think it's your ego talking to you. I think I think a lot yeah. of I think I think there's like, for instance, there's something to take into effect whenever you're when you're going to when you're going to be entering these states of mind. And entering these different like altered realities and stuff like that, I feel like your uh, your body is not used to it. Your your psyche is not going to be contextually and like yeah, unless you do it all the time. Yeah, it's right? got to be it's got to be something Even you're then, used it's, to. It's jolting, sure. And that's why like I do feel like it. It's one of those ones that I don't know. You're you're because me myself, I tell myself, dude, you've you've just taken some drugs. Like yeah, this is you, you on drugs right gotta, now. Like remind yourself. Right, I've st- I've been with friends where you can watch you watch them forget. Yeah, I think seeing friends take similar amounts and then ha- like watching them lose their fucking shit, I've seen this weird shit go down. Sure, uh, it makes it scary. Like I haven't, as far as I know, I haven't done anything weird. I feel like my friends would have maybe told me. You know what I mean? Like I don't think I've ever like uh, lost control, but I've definitely seen shit get weird. Yeah, and. um it's frightening. The, the the most I think yeah the heaviest like, I think I talked about this on one of the episodes. The heaviest I've ever gone was like three three doses of acid or at least su- presumably acid. Yeah, and it was it was it was it was it li- it totally was out like an out of body experience, but not out of reality experience. And so it just kind of locks you in this really weird zone for. It's pretty odd. A second. Yeah, I allegedly have taken what like five on. <laughs> at one yeah. time yeah that was fucking wild i 
Dude, I don't know. See, to me, like, I think I'm going to be a friend, more... a friend of mine. You know, sure, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna be more on the tip of like maybe one and a half tops, two at a time. You know what's um, scary is uh, I've had the experience of of you know five and not even weak stuff. Like I was sure. definitely on a fucking other dimension, right? But um, that particular experience felt very controlled. Sure, like I, I didn't feel like I was. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know, like inebriated to the point where I, I was uh, in any kind of danger or anything like sure. that. You weren't. Um, you didn't feel foreign or anything like that. Not really. Like I was, I felt pretty comfortable and I was in my element and like I, my focus was fairly strong, even though like the things I was seeing were fucking like, whoa, you know, I've still yeah. never had an experience quite like that. Um, but there was a time when I had like one and a half allegedly <laughs> and i was getting from seattle to uh linwood and i was taking the bus because i don't want to be driving or whatever no but i remember the shit was hitting so hard at one point that i kept kind of like it's like i would fall into a weird dream state while awake like my the visuals would get so strong that i would kind of like watch the world turn into a big kaleidoscope mm-hmm. and everything would just kind of zone me out and all of a sudden i'd like catch myself like waking up like oh shit wait what oh, and wow. like i'd i'd it, it's like uh it's like you're waking up in a dream all of a sudden i'm like oh fuck all right yeah i'm i'm a fucking human i'm monty i'm on the fucking bus oh, it's shit. late at night I'm going somewhere. I need to like be aware. This is like downtown Seattle. It's not necessarily yeah. a safe place to be on the bus at night. Exactly. You know what I mean? And like here I'm like waking and it happened maybe like two or three times. Like oh, wow. enough to like really kind of freak me out and like give me a reality check. Like this is not like this is how people get lost. Like this is not mm-hmm. safe at all, you know? Like um, and you just don't ever know. And the problem is like I'm good on thank you. Um the problem is with acid, like the dosage can Unless, like, it takes a real professional to get it perfect. Sure. Especially um, if they're making it themselves or trying to. Like, well, one imagine. gram one gram of crystal LSD, like, synthesized and made, mm-hmm. is 10,000 doses. Because yeah. you're talking about, like, micrograms. You know, like, right. one dose is considered, like, 100 micrograms. Yeah. Yeah, it's like fucking 10,000 of those. Yeah. That's insane. So, like, the to be able to perfectly distribute that potency on any material mm-hmm. takes a real real strong right you know, yeah. a- uh, attention to accuracy and stuff right so yeah it's yeah for those out you you know that want to fucking experiment be real careful sure for sure most definitely I like test that shit there's there's a bunch of cool kits that aren't very much money no it's like to... 20 bucks for like a, like a like a, it's a ehrlich really ehrlich reagent the ehrlich reagent is one of the most popular uh is that how you say it yeah All i want right. to say i want to say ehrlich i can look this up ehrlich yeah, I guess that sounds right. There's a bunch of them. The Simon and the... Um, fuck, there's a bunch. But yeah, definitely lock them down. For like 100, you can get the whole gamut. And then you can test all kinds of shit. You know at Shambhala, because it's in Canada, different laws, they allow you to just bring up any of your shit and have it tested, and they'll tell you huh. just what it is. Within, you know, like a certain degree of accuracy. They can't tell, like, I think drugs like fucking fentanyl are so potent and low things that you probably wouldn't be able to test for them unless you're on some super lab shit. Interesting. So you could be, you know, you could maybe get in trouble there or be in danger. But it's cool that they'll test your shit. My friend yeah. was telling me that, like, they're pretty, uh, wow, what do you, low key? High, high amnesty towards drug use there. 
High amnesty, what do you mean? Yeah, well, they, they have, like, safe injection sites oh, okay. on festival grounds for people to be able to try, like, anything they want. What the fuck? Yeah, like, really, like, they're they're really, um, yeah. Okay. Um, they're trying to be, you know, danger, or uh, what do they call that? Uh, danger friendly? Not danger friendly. <laughs> <laughs> like, come over here uh, and be dangerous, but we're going to watch after you. And no, be friendly about it, this. it's, I don't it's uh, damage prevention. <laughs> sure. I high get on the that. damage prevention. You know, it's like if you're going to throw a big fucking festival and you know people are going to be using the shit, why not make it as safe as possible and offer people, you know, uh, so that they're not doing it yeah. hiding and shit like sure. that? I don't know. Like, maybe lost under like a fucking bush or something like that and die in a yeah you don't yeah you don't need people like scared that they're gonna get in trouble you know mm-hmm. and yeah because the fucking people are gonna do whatever the fuck they're gonna do exactly to stop them exactly um what else we got over here that was one blunt that blunt lasted <laughs> us a good minute dude that's like a 15 minute blunt did you, i didn't even did you start a timer for this i kind of i started one after like a little bit so i want to say that we've been going for like maybe maybe what's it what the fuck is it um maybe like 40 minutes Damn, it's quick forty minutes. Maybe for one blunt, right? I don't think it was forty. It was be. I put set a timer for thirty minutes at least. It's it's been going for thirty. Oh, all right, that's crazy. Yeah. Um, I have some Star Killer, dude. Star Killer, you want to blend it with something? Oh, Rude Boy. You want to blend Star Killer with Rude Boy? Yeah, I have Rude Boy. Unless you have some other uh, maybe concoction that you think that we could maybe do you want to juice up some fatso with Star Killer? I mean that's a lot of fatso, but I don't know. I'm trying to think of like something dank I've never tried. I did. We did the Star Killer and Dosido last night, but with the Dosido with the Constellation and the uh, Sub X, and I think that it would have just been better with the just the Sub X. I got this Purple OG. It's so fucking good. It, I haven't. I, I remember we put a little bit of that in the uh, blunt for Nate, and I think we smoked a little bit of that. One. I'm of thinking like, what would it mix with Purple hmm. OG and Rude Boy? That could be an interesting mix. Um, Purple OG and Dosido. That would be a cooler mix. That's kind of what I was thinking. Yeah, like just something weird. Sure. I don't know if it's weird, but it's like I haven't, I haven't been there. Haven't. Been. <laughs> <laughs> that Dosido is strong. Like that's. Yeah, that's that's what I was saying. Like I really like smoking that shit. Yeah, dude. That it's does, got some real cook vibes. It does, and I, it's got, I miss like just solid ass cookies so I, much. I was describing the uh, Dosido as a perfect uh, combination of the face off and the cookies. Like it's got it's got the cookies kind of like earthy, kind of a little bit of the gassy cookie kind of vibe to it. Like I've I've right. definitely tasted some of the doughier. Shout like, out fucking archive. Yeah, dude. I've tasted like the doughier version of cookies. Like I don't know if you've tasted those finos where they're like kind of hay like but they're earthy but doughy yeah. like really sweet almost cookies as opposed to like kind of the probably gassy. The, like descendants from the forum maybe or something because forum is a little bit like that is it mm-hmm. okay i haven't paid attention too much to the forum and, and forum and cookies and cream specifically cookies and cream i do well, i know that one that's like starfighter in it right yeah starfighter is the creamiest shit in the world dude that stuff is gnarly and then, oh, like bud from for cookies and cream is always super dense like yeah, yeah really like a hash plant yeah Cookies and cream, I like the descendants from it better than I like it. Yeah, me too. It, it crosses into things really well. Yeah, me like, too. Yeah. I agree. It's got a good build. Mm-hmm. It's got a good amount of like, it's got a good high. Yeah. No, it doesn't have enough really smell. No, the smell is always kind of like mm, musky milk. Yeah. It's like it yeah, kind of like has. Basement, yeah, basement like milk. Uh, cream. <laughs> <laughs> basement milk. Basement cream. <laughs> it puts the lotion on its skin, or it gets, <laughs> or it stays in the basement again. I don't know. Have you not seen Silence of the Lambs? Of course I have. Oh, okay, <laughs> Jesus. Or it gets the hose again. Come on, man. 
Um, purple OG and Tosido. I love um, this boat. Bodie has, I think, risen to one of the top spots in one of my, I think, daily drinks. As much as I really love Lush, I think that's one of my favorite things. I like to drink it more on tap than I do like to buy it in the store. And that's the opposite. Boda's Apple on tap is kind of meh. Yeah, dude. It's, it's always mid. Yeah. yeah. It's like good IPA, but you're never going to get like this experience on tap. No, I haven't. Me neither. Um, yeah, it's kind of funny, right? Right. Lush is one of my favorite drinks. Yeah, so those Lush. of you out there, if you're, you know, we're pumping up the Bodie and you see it on tap somewhere, unless you're like at Georgetown, I bet if you go to the brewery, it'd be Oh, that should great. be fucking gnarly. Yeah. I've never been. I know where it's at, but I've never been there. Me neither. I've never even been to Georgetown. I think I've always driven past it. Oh, really? Yeah. It's kind of a neat little place. Hmm. It's a weird It's a weird place. Interesting. Yeah. I've only been in Washington ever since 2012. So it's almost seven years now. Did I saw this crazy uh, conspiracy thing that's saying, like, uh, the world ended in 2012? Yeah. Have you seen this? The yeah, I haven't seen the exact conspiracy, so break it down. What's up? Yeah, I'll try to, like, nutshell it, but you know, like, the Mandela effect? Yes. Okay, so it's like... The high... Is it... Oh. So basically, they're saying like fucking probably CERN or some shit when they did their particle accelerator, the Nihadron Super Collider. Yeah, when yeah. they did that in 2012, it like sent us into another dimension, or it split the universe. Yeah, it, some shit we, like we, that. We 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 branched off into a parallel universe. Yeah, so it like a lot of shit has changed, and they they had references like Looney Tunes, Looney Tunes. Yeah, um, they had Snow Freeze. White, Snow White. What about Snow White? Mirror, mirror on the wall. Who's the fairest of them all? Yeah, what does it actually say? Um, What's the movie say now? Um, I can't remember. It's it's not. It's magic mirror on the wall. No way. I'm not fucking with you. I wonder if it's. Uh, did we switch it because of Snoop Dogg? I don't know. Mirror, mirror on the wall. No, dude. You know why? Where what Snoop Dogg fuck? got it from? Snow White. What? Well, but do you think he would have said ma- magic? Nope. If if if, if, it, was... if it was magic mirror, he would have said magic mirror, dude. Man. I guarantee it. This is fucking me up, fam. Dude, uh, Berenstein Bears? Yeah, but I actually saw somebody found... Um, An old Berenstein Bears. Like, we yeah, actually, like, had, like where it was Swish. And I wonder if that was just like their their fault on a typo. Or, maybe, maybe. But yeah, the idea is that we're all living in like a fucking, you know, alternate yeah. simulated universe, something or other. Luke, I am your father. Yeah, that one fucks me up too. Yeah. I feel like, yeah, these are some weird... There's some weird fucking shit like that. I, I wonder if it's just... um. What is it? The Mandala effect is what it's called. Oh, I know that's what it's called, but I mean, like, if you were, let's let's say, like, you're the skeptic. Okay. And you're like, it's just, you know, people's brains are falling on. Like, like you didn't, easiest... you just didn't pay attention when you were a child. Yeah, you like, didn't with pay the attention. tunes, like, you didn't, ju- you just, it just went through your brain. It was, it was too subconscious, and you always just thought it was tunes. Right. But I think, I don't think that's true. I think these things are part of culture, and therefore, if, if, if we are of the popular belief that uh, this was the way it was, and it's not then either something did get changed in our present reality or something along this other realms where we have uh where a generation that like after two that maybe potentially after 2012 after the hydron super collider we have discovered the fact that we par- we branched into another parallel where things like this is a little bit different maybe media is a little bit more uh skewed maybe trump gets elected president right yeah it definitely feels more fake than ever right i i yeah i don't know if it's all the alleged uh you know substances that have have got me that but i kind of like my gut tells me there's some sort of simulation thing happening here like i have seen a lot of uh coincidences Um, oh bro it i fuck it's it's to the point where 
it's annoying. You know, like when you see coincidences, uh, I think it was Duncan Trussell or something like that. He described it as a, uh, it's, it's winks from the creator of the universe, like just kind of winking at you, reminding you this is all just for fucks. Sure. Sake. Like it's all just fun. And you know, like mm-hmm. it's, it's just like this little like nod, like, eh, <laughs> this is just yeah. a goof. Don't take your life too serious. Right. Well, you also like, have you like have you ever considered numer- numerology or something like that? Oh, I can't stop seeing one, two, three on the fucking clock. It drives me insane. I can't stop seeing. I'm like, I've been trying to, <clears throat> so I've been like skepticking. Like I'm like, have you ever looked it up? Like what, what one, two, three means? How, what uh, you're catching I think it? it was something or other like on the, it's like, um, you're in line for progress or it's like, uh, it's like things being in order. Sure. You know, kind of a thing. I yeah. don't know. I, cause I've, I've seen on the right path. Kind yeah. Of an idea. That's what I've been seeing on 831. 831. 831. That's the one? 831 in time, 831 in numbers, 831 on, like, addresses, 831 on, like, really a lot of shit. Okay. It's kind of a really weird thing. That's a, that's, and that's, so 123 is easy, because, right, you get, you get 123, you get 1230, Mm -hmm. there's a lot of, like, that happens a lot. Sure. So that one, I'm like, okay, it's just because it it happens more than other numbers, right, on the clock. Mm Mm-hmm. Um. 831 also. 831's a weird one though. But I'm seeing like things like 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 1831 on my on my phone so I'll, I'll be able to see um like oh dude. I used to see more of the like 808, 909, sure. 707, 606, all those ones cuz mm-hmm. then they'd remind me of like synthesizers. Sure. But for fucking I and sometimes I wonder if it's Eight. just like um numbers that appeal to me. Maybe. I see my subconscious sees in like my peripheral vision or something, so it'll like draw me to take a glance at the clock. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. I'm always trying to like skeptic myself out of being yeah. a fucking, you know. Eight thirty one is my birthday though, so that's another one. that's oh. like like I'm like I'm somehow in tune with weird that. flex, bro. But okay, it's 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 not it's, it's it is a weird flex, but it's like <laughs> it's not some, it's not it's not fake. It's like real for me. Um, yeah, I see eighty seven a lot, and that was the year I was born. But then I think like that's just because I'm prone to seeing it. Probably, and yeah. that's and I think that's it's that like pattern I think, recognition. I think shit. it's I think it's pattern recognition a lot of it. But I think also again like I think it has something to do with. To me, I, I interpret it as also being on track in a certain way. I don't necessarily think I've looked it up and found that out, but it's one of those ones that I do. I don't know. I see it in random spots in my life. That's kind of like yeah. You should look it up because I think all the different numbers have a different meaning. Mm-hmm. I think the one, two, three, four, whatever is more of a. Like that's why I said like a secession because it's one after the other yeah. in proper order. I think that's what that like kind of it represents. Yeah. But fuck if I know. I feel like my life's a goddamn bunch of shit falling out of a closet down a stairwell. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I don't know. Same. I'm over here. Dude, I don't know. It's gonna be a good blunt. I'm excited. Yeah, it's gonna be like deep, uh deep vibes. Probably deep Kush vibes too. That yeah. purple OG's get brings a lot of Kush to the table. Right. Purple OG is what? Purple Kush and OG Kush? Oh yeah, it is. It is. And I wonder if they say. I think they sometimes they would say it on the jars. They do actually. Yeah. OG Kush and Purple Kush. Nailed Fuck it. Fuck yeah, dude. Um. And so Dosi Do is face off OG and Girl Scout cookies. Yes. So like three more more Kushes. Kush. Yeah. With a hint of purple and cooks. Face off is a Kush too, man. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of Kush. So I went over to smoke to my uh, grandparents out this morning and had breakfast. Had, like, nice. BLTs. Fresh, fresh tomatoes from their garden for the Fuck, BLTs. Dude. Fuck, dude. Yeah. That's like, I'm not a shit. huge guy about tomatoes. Like, they're cool, whatever. No, but the, when you have some, you know, you know what a yeah, good tomato is like. Yeah, the fresh tomatoes are fucking game changer. Dude, if you're going to have a tomato, that's the way to go. Yeah. Um, but no, it's cool. 
Um, smoke them some of this purple OG. Oh yeah, how they like it? Fucking digging it. Anyway, I can't imagine too many people not digging it. Yeah, this shit's fire, dude. And it's one of those things like I like lately. I've been just I don't know. I've been pointing out a lot of my favorites just because I think certain customers are just giving me that vibe. Like you just need something that's gonna be good. Like I I know you need something good. And so like here's some rude boy. Yeah, I love selling people great weed. Right, it's like the best part of it. Mm-hmm. And so like same thing with Star Killer. Like someone's like, have you have you tried the Star Killer yet? But that being said, I think when it's like it it is satisfying as it is to sell people dank. It also like tears your soul in half when people it, like insist it's, it's, on it's buying given, garbage. It's yeah, I know. Like whether it's just because they're on a budget or trying to save a couple bucks or whatever, but they insist. Right. I had a customer today that came in, bought three ten dollar grams, and then redeemed himself by getting a, a like a, a an eighth of Star Killer. Uh, okay. I mean, yeah, the, I the guess because dab- you want to like t- like test the waters with some shit that maybe you haven't tried. Ten dollar grams of dabs. My oh, bad. Should have been more descriptive. Fuck. Yeah, not no. re- re- regulator is no longer the bottom of the barrel. Yeah. They are still the bottom of the barrel in quality, but not necessarily. I in. feel like dabbing ten dollars shit. Like I get it; it's a rec company and everything, but um, you really, really trust like these people for your fucking health at ten bucks a gram? Like I don't, I don't know. That's that's I, my I biggest thing too. Don't. I'm like, I don't. Did you hear the fucking? I heard it through the grapevine. Haven't done research, so it's kind of a big claim. But okay, uh, Arm Farm. Uh, tested positive for Eagle 20. Oh, fuck. Yeah, that's what I heard. Oh, man. And yeah. they're saying that it was like a shit grower that they had in there and weeded oh, him no. out and didn't know it was happening. And You know what I mean? Like the PR team hit, like, the, how hit do the ground you, running. First of all, how do you not know if somebody's like, I'm just going to fucking sprinkle some Eagle 20 in the shit. Like it's going to be the best and it's going to make the weed fucking work. Yeah, I mean, it's just really bad for people to smoke. Smoke, like, dude. really bad, yeah. Fuck. Um, I don't know, man. I, I should read more because I shouldn't be making just like vast claims but, like that. But if that's the case, it's fucked up. First of all, I don't think I don't I think I think companies should always take into consideration of the of the consumer because you're you're selling a consumable or putting this inside of our body in multiple different ways. I mean, like we like it, whether we're gonna be buying a top dollar weed to be pressing and rosin, top dollar weed to be making oil or butter or whatever the fuck you want to do with it or or even just smoking it. Right. It doesn't matter, <laughs> man. You gotta consider the fact that we're gonna be putting this inside of our bodies. And it's a real yeah, thing. Yeah, and I get it. Like you've had, like these companies. Like I've been there where you see them. They have huge amounts of money yeah, and huge, you know, investments in this. And it's like now you have five pounds of weed that they're telling you you can't sell because it tested positive for a fucking uh, bug or something like yep. that. You know, like or, spider mites or like you tested po- you you tested too high and like yeah, like if they if they test like one piece of a bug, you're you're done. Mm-hmm. That, that like five pound lies, no go. That's so even fun. though like a lot of these people have bugs and stuff. Sure. Like some people are just using ladybugs in their gardens. Like I know, Par- I know, I know, Paradise Valley Organics. They use ladybugs in their gardens. Problem with ladybugs, they shit all over your plants. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they're flying around. Um, there's like a lot of really good bugs though. Um, that's what most of the good pesticide-free spots are doing. Mm. Um, yeah. Nice beneficial bugs. I'm excited for this. Me too, dude. Some nice smokes. Have you heard anything about fire fire bros? We talked about this a little earlier on this episode. Uh, Not me and you, but I mean, I, I know the brand from back in the day. I've smoked a bunch of their weed back in the day. So there's some like something happened with them. No, I think that they fell off for a little while. As far as being a primary producer processor, they probably were helping with something else. And in, in the meantime, I don't necessarily know. I don't know the backstory, but they got through putting out this uh, cherry margarita live resin, 
and oh. a lot of fire. Yeah, a lot fire of... bros was a huge deal back in the uh, medical days. Yeah, dude, I, I, I like that. I love smoking their Ewok. Their Ewok was That's something like, to that was exactly with, it. Yeah, the Ewok was huge. Um, yeah, fire bros has always been really good weed. The Thunder Chief up I think with it, a lot of uh, great extractionists too. I think was it Fire Bros that had a Thunder Chief or was that just someone someone else? I don't. It doesn't ring a bell to me, but I. Oh man, Thunder Chief! If that's around ever, dude, just let just smoke it. It's great. This is gentlemanly. Gentlemanly. Yeah, this is tasty. Nice. So, like the real rich tobacco, with the deepness of the. Uh, dosi dough, mm-hmm. super nice, but then it's got the um, Kush, that clean Kush flavor from the purple. It's this is this is a better. Uh, it's better than I was expecting. That's awesome. That's always a good, uh, good payoff. You know what I'm saying? Oh man, yeah. I like when blends are more enjoyable than the. Just one by itself. I had a yeah. I had a customer come in buying a uh, an eighth of wedding cake. He was like, "What else you got?" And I just happened. I just happened to think about Rude Boy. I didn't even think about the combination of Rude Boy and wedding cake. Yeah, that's a good one. But I just happened to think about Rude Boy, and I was like, "This one, one of my go tos, absolute favorite. It tastes like fucking cereal, like Fruit Loop cereal milk and gasoline." Yeah, and it's phenomenal. He's like, "Yeah, I'll take that. That's cool." And then I was like, "Oh." Mix those. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. And he was like, I got you. He just gave me that look like he understood. And I was like, yeah. you fucking do. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, but mix them. That's funny. Yeah, I think that it's kind of oh like... Oh, my gosh. It's kind of like a good recipe, you know? Yeah, this is complex. Yeah. This is phenomenal. Okay, so immediate. So the immediate exhale of this thing has that kind of... Okay, so I described it. And Tropic Truffle a little bit. So Tropic Truffle has that, uh, I don't know, it kind of has this like funky, um, savory, I'm going to say, I, I describe. Tropic Truffle is super orangey to me. It does. It, it is orangey up front, but then that exhale is a little bit more cushy, but like, sorry, it actually has like a, like a, like a funky garlicky. Okay. Yeah, I could see that. Kind of yeah. thing. And this one kind of has a little bit of that too. I'm going to text, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go in again. Yeah, man, I taste the I taste the 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 dosido right away, which is kind of crazy because it's the le- the lesser of the the fuck. Yeah, this is in the nook. It was it's the lesser of the two, flavorful wise. Mm-hmm. I feel like the purple is far more flavorful. It's right. interesting that they they balance right, and then I get like a lot. I'm getting a little like I'm I'm getting that back end gassiness and that kind of like just sweet creamy cushiness. I don't know. That's really good. That's really good. Man. Yeah. I wish I could just buy like a pack of these at the store. Right? Like pre-rolled. I, somebody, I want to know why California, dude. mix fucking tobacco and weed. California. Yeah. I, think you can. I bet they're so expensive. I wonder. There's like Bear Woods and all that. Maybe, yeah. But I think also Roll BMC's down in California. Yeah. He does. He does that loaded brand. Yeah, and he those his look own really computer. nice. Fuck yeah, they're all pre rolled, hand rolled by him. Yep, it's so fucking nice looking. I, I don't know. I mean, I probably can't afford to live that life, so I'd end up just keep rolling my own. You know. Sure. And then who knows? Wait, it's I don't know if the quality of the bud is probably 
Probably pretty fucking nice, honestly. Yeah. There's something about breaking it up on the moment, though. It's like it's like when you make coffee, fresh ground. Yeah. I think when you bust the weed down that, you know, it, moments before you smoke oh, it, dude. it's far more... Impactful and just experiential. Yeah. yeah. Compared to... Because even, like, if I roll a blunt, you know, today, and then I don't smoke it until tomorrow, mm-hmm. it might smoke smoother, but it doesn't necessarily have as much of that terp punch. No, I get you. And that's the same thing I've noticed even after smoking uh, Nate's big blunt. Like, it had a... Like, it, yeah. it smoked great, but it didn't have yeah, a lot two, of flavor. Two weeks, it... Yeah. Yeah, it after really two cures. weeks, it kind of cured what cured out. Um, And I kept that inside of a jar the entire time, too. I mean, I burped the jar, kind of, like, let it go through those kinds of phases. Um, And I do remember that whenever we smoked uh, yours, I rolled it the night before. Yeah. And that was a much more flavorful smoke. It was least. more flavorful, but the definitely like the tobacco started getting sloppy because it needed yeah. more time to set. It did. And I do think that was one of the things. I, I well, so the, the big, glue helped. It did help, but the I think round. The, then also what helped the second round is I capped it. Right. I put yeah. a cap on the that makes on, sense. on it. Fucking cigar rolling. It's it's it would be so much easier if you had like the filler binder. Yeah. Rapper situation. Yeah. Not that not to say that cigar rolling is easy. No. But when you only have one wrapper th- yeah. that's trying to achieve all those fucking criteria. Yeah. It's and also tricky. with, with uh mar- I guess weed and cannabis being such a uh particulate kind of like breakup and stuff like that, as opposed to like cigars are typically, you know, fibrous and they they're using bundles of tobacco yeah, like- as opposed to like Long, um, long pieces. Long pieces, and they wrap Straight, that up, and it's like right. it's easy to roll with and stuff like that. So you have to achieve uh, a t- like a like a tight well, pack they, between they cannabis. They pack them and they put them in like um these kind of wood wood sleeves. Yeah, I've seen press that. Them, make them perfect size. Have you seen Roll BMC's uh, rectangular uh, the cigars? Square, the square yeah. ends. Yeah, those you can buy pretty... uh you can buy those setups to be able to do that. It's interesting. Did you just read the history on those? It was uh. After spending long periods of time under compression, like not necessarily uh, for curing purposes, but storing purposes. Yeah, they ended up flattening on accident. Yeah. And so, uh, and then they ended up starting to do the specific top punch. And the top punch was to be able to get more, it's, it, I guess, allows it hits this your palate. Yeah, it hits yeah. your, it hits the top of your roof, the roof of your mouth. And the roof of your mouth has different uh, taste buds. Uh, than your than your tongue, of course, but then it also allows a different, a cooler uh, sensation of smoke to enter your mouth as well when you're breathing it from the, the top pore, I guess. The top so weird to make a blunt like that though. I feel like you'd have to put it like much farther in your mouth. Yeah. Whereas a cigar is kind of personal if you're like Yeah, and one of the things I do like about blunts is that I can kind of just kiss it and stuff like that. I don't necessarily have to worry about really getting too intimate with it. I don't have to like yeah. I don't have to French it, you know? Right. Sometimes you get a funky mouthpiece in or like it doesn't want to hit right you yeah. kind of have to do that yeah and that even is a little awkward it is you got to make sure it's yeah. like you gotta, i you call gotta, it choking up yeah like when you're batting you know they're like <laughs> choke up <laughs> you gotta like <laughs> like pull your yep. hands, hands up, up on the up further yeah. on the bat and choke up on the blunt sometimes like it won't be hitting people are like i can't get a hit on him like choke up on it and they're like what i'm like fucking yeah like for lack of a better put it deeper in your mouth <laughs> right i'm just gonna go ahead and just roll a straight star killer then Let's oh man, I'm about to be dizzy. This tobacco smacks. Does it? You got the front, the the new batch of uh, Havana, don't you? Yeah. This is the older batch. I don't have to do a huge blunt. It can be just kind of like a little one. I totally forgot to bring dabs today. I it's okay. 
I think that you, I think a session between you and I is typically more blunt oriented. I mean, we do a couple dabs. I, I do remember that, but yeah. I, I remember that typically it's just right. blunt oriented, which is kind of cool. It's it's a little bit more of a, it's kind of more homage to, I guess, our own personal style. Yeah, fair enough. If they're not, if you're not putting any rules on it, it's kind of yeah. how I, I like. I love dabbing, but uh, with my life, as my life gets busier, I find less time for it. Sure. And uh, then when you do come around to it, finally, it's like fuck this is strong yeah i know definitely which i don't mind it's it's fun to like it's fun to have that ability because when you're dabbing all the time and then it becomes just like a like a crutch you know you're like okay take some dabs just to feel normal yeah it's fun to have that ability to take a couple dabs and just have it fucking send me to the moon right well that's one of the things that i really enjoy about i guess dabbing hard too and i I was even having a a conversation with uh the man with with general manager of cushman's christina she, uh, I was, we were talking about the, uh, cannab- cannabinoid, the, I can't remember what the syndrome, what it's called. It's called, uh, cannabis hypermesis syndrome. Yes. And so essentially it's, and dude, I, I got that. And her impression Real of it was low, low stages of it. Sure. And I think, well, it's like, it can be permanent and ongoing. Yeah. It, that you're not wrong. If I smoke too much, I can kind of get that nauseous thing back. Every single once in a while, and I, I, this happened, I'll just describe a specific time. Um, I basically took a, I was going to do a, uh, we were going to kind of pour in a little bit of a, some THCA isolate. Okay. Um, and ended up getting a huge fucking chunk. Like, we're talking, like, I probably did maybe, like, a half gram of this fucking THC isolate. That's a lot. And it was, it, I, I, at this, up until this point, I thought that me throwing up after doing a dab like this was uh, me coughing too hard and kind of using my uh, like my, my gag my, reflex, my gag and, yeah. reflex, my 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 diaphragm, more or less turning my stomach right. in a really violent no, way. No, I think there's a there is such a thing as THC toxicity. And so, but no, I didn't cough once after doing this. I held it back and I was like, okay, just chill out. It was a, it was it was a pretty smooth hit at least. Yeah. But Im- like I would say, like almost immediately afterwards, I went and fucking vomited my ass off. Yeah, I bet you're sweating like a motherfucker. I was, and it was one of those things where it was like I couldn't believe what Hell. was going on. I couldn't. I didn't cough. I didn't do anything. It was yeah. like I immediately just got nauseous and like grossly sick. And the body's natural reaction to anything like that is to regurgitate it's one of those things yeah yeah if, even yeah, if you toxicity in, if you inject yourself with something if you do anything like that your body's gonna want to vomit right um try to get out whatever it thinks you might have taken right uh so when i got it not to like cut you off but oh, no it was, i'm done i was that was when i was working the market and it was just like a fucking so much weed it was a cannabis mecca you know yeah and uh like, I, there was a vendor across the booth from me she was always selling these like 100 milligram chocolate bars that tasted super dank and i'd be buying those like every day eat those and and she mm-hmm. had stronger ones sometimes but mostly it was just those ones and uh just taking like the most ridiculous dabs i would uh, just so much i had the email at my workstation right you know just on all the time and, and emails like, are so easy just keep going and going and going yeah and uh fucking people would share with you like dab you out you know mm-hmm. what i mean hey you should try this all this stuff and i i mean i like i could handle it tolerance wise it was i felt you know normal yeah dude you could or, i was totally stoned, but yeah it wasn't out of my mind at all and uh eventually it got to the point where like i just started feeling like seasick yeah it's I'm like what it's the totally fuck? motion sickness like yeah and like like nauseous almost like borderline and, and you're I, yeah. you're sitting still and the world is kind of like almost like caving in a little bit like the balls start kind of like breathing almost yeah so i took a break and then like i just kind of tried to chill out on being like over the top about it um it's fun 
But like, you gotta. There's limits to everything. Oh yeah, it's like, you know, working as a bartender now. You know, being around all the alcohol and stuff. Like mm-hmm. that, you gotta keep that shit in mind there too. You know, you like, I I've been drinking daily for years. Right. You know, I mean, I not like a whole bunch, but at least like a beer or two. Sure. Sometimes more you know like if i'm really getting after it and like i love just pouring up like whiskey and stuff and like some people are social drinkers i feel like a lot of times like that's obviously, a little more like, my, that's a little my style I'm, I'm definitely a social drinker but i think that i'm more of like a, a leisure time drinker i've like, been doing that a little more lately too yeah i like the feeling of like getting off of work and like being in my finally my free time you know and i can pour myself like a nice pour and it, and it usually like i'm not like pounding it back I think that's the problem with like social drinking. You end up drinking like a shit ton. Yeah, you're really just, like, quick. Hanging out. Yeah, <laughs> then I get like way ahead of myself. Whereas my leisure drinking is pretty casual. Right, I do find myself even even on the podcast. I find myself because uh, I'm a social drinker, and I find myself drinking faster on the podcast. Um, yeah, I could see, yeah. Um, and it's not a bad thing. I don't get I, sometimes I feel pretty fucking sloshed, but at the same time, it's like not that bad. I'm like I'm not losing my shit. I'm just kind of like yeah. a little bit like I'm like I guess my. Maybe more my uh, face starts getting more full. That makes sense. Like I'm starting to get that full <laughs> face drunk kind of feeling. Yeah. Um, not yeah. as like, and I say drunk loosely because it's not necessarily intoxicated like that. It's just right when you have to like be careful to not slur. Yeah, a little bit when you're like think, uh, it sucks. Um, but it's whatever. It's just it's it's kind of like me. I have low tolerance for alcohol and a lot of things that we drink. Like IPAs are really high terpene profiles, so you get a little more of an entourage kind of effect. You're drunk. I feel like it's kind of speculation. I don't know how factual that is well we were talking about the terps and beer yeah uh from what i know myrcene is pretty prevalent in hops mm. and that's also very prevalent in mangoes yep and if i understand right myrcene is kind of like a natural uh metabolite inhibitor for the metabolism in your body that would break down the thc okay so it's almost like it gives you a more um effective and prolonged high yeah okay yeah i think that we were talking like i remember bringing up the whole habusake um from from that episode, it's the you know the fermented hobby snake sake, and that stuff is a uh, alcohol inhibitor. Yeah, to your liver. Yeah, and so it's like it does kind of a similar thing. Well, that's how ayahuasca works. Yep. Um, you know, one vine or whatever to like it's like a couple plants to be able to like one's got the DMT and one's got an uh, MAON hot MAOI inhibitor. inhibitor yeah, and that what just makes it mo- it? mono amoxy something or other metabolite. Because it's, it's a metabolite version of of uh, of something, yeah. But anyways, um, DMT is really a profound substance, and it's very spiritual and ritual ritualistic. Yeah, I was invited to a <clears throat> ayahuasca ceremony. Oh yeah, <coughs> yeah, a while back. There you go. Have you ever done <laughs> ayahuasca before? No, I haven't. I it I. Don't I fucking hate puking? Same here, and I that's so like part of me knows that that's a part puking. of the experience. Yeah, it's like the poor purge. I hate having diarrhea too. <laughs> <laughs> Agreed. <coughs> so it's really hard to like sign off on this way, especially while you're tripping. Like that's one of my biggest fears is frying balls and having fucking diarrhea, let alone puking and diarrhea at the same time. Sure. Like how am I supposed to wipe my ass properly? When I'm frying balls. I'm just going to say, fuck it, and then walk around with a shitty ass. I don't think so. Like, I'm too, I'm kind of like. I'm just going to get in the I'm shower way and too stay clean there. for that. Yeah, I don't like that feeling. I don't know, man. Then I would be like, my whole trip would just be on, like, how I just fucking, like, destroyed some hobunk toilet, and now I'm, like, fucking gross, and, like, all I'd want is, like, a shower. 
Sure. Well, see, like I remember whenever I did uh, DMT allegedly the first time on the on the pen, and I went pretty heavy on that. Um, I've threw up all over my oh, really? bedroom floor. Yeah, I've never seen that experience. And it or was that... well, I think it was just had something to do with the visuals. I think honestly it had something. Well, okay, so my my specific experience on this was um, we were just chilling in his bedroom, and then eventually we were I was, we were doing the DMT together, um, and at one point in time I was like I'm going to do a little more, and I just kind of went, I just went like. <sighs> Yeah, it's kind of like aggressive. I wonder if it was the fucking PGVG shit. It could have been, but anyways, like, I laid back um, and entered the tunnel. Where you know, Terrence McKenna would also describe this as the you you, you saw the chrysanthemum. Yeah. Um, and essentially, I saw things coming out of the chrysanthemum or whatever you would call, you'd describe it as. It was uh, I saw like a triangle. We're not talking like a pyramid. We're talking like a two dimensional triangle came at me and i was like interesting and then a a bar like a line a giant line yeah came at me and i was like what the fuck is this shit this is really weird i'm having these internal thoughts like this exactly so it's like it's i'm not necessarily intoxicated when i'm thinking all this stuff but i'm yeah. like the what way, the fuck is the this? way i describe it is like uh not to cut you off no but, no, no i'll come um, back when you, like when you could go on a roller coaster or you could go on a roller coaster drunk uh-huh like Either way, it's a fucking roller coaster. Yeah. And it's really intense, right? Mm-hmm. Um, DMT is kind of like going on a roller coaster sober. It's really fucking intense and super crazy, but your mind is processing things in a kind of... Uh, it's, just a, it's like a very um, grounded... It's not, it's not like an intoxicated uh, mental... Mm-hmm. Um, it's not like loopy. No, whereas like that's kind of my qualm with some mushrooms is they're fucking intoxicating yep and that's they're really like sometimes it can make it hard to navigate so many like obstacles sure um like your phone can become a fucking obstacle the remote control to the tv turning a computer on like uh, like from you know an eighth of fucking cabenzies yep um but with the dmt it's like sober mind going into just like the fucking most profound yeah. Over the top. That yeah, I would I wonder if that would since that's the case, I wonder if uh getting sick and shitting all over wouldn't be so extreme if you you know. Maybe. Well anyways, to continue <laughs> <laughs> to continue this experience. Um basically uh, the next thing I saw coming out of this chrysanthemum was a distorted ball. Okay. A black ball of distortion. So imagine uh white noise, um, but also looking at a ball that's chaotically to trying to erupt from itself and try to recontain itself at the same time. Almost so like it's, a black sun with like solar flares and a little, static. Kind of like that, yeah. So it's covered in all this shit. And then that thing actually penetrates me. It doesn't actually like like pass by me like the other two shapes. It actually goes inside of me at that point. All right. Immediately, I vomit. Yikes. Not talking about like, I feel a little sick. No, just like projectile, Fucking just blah. blah. Wow. Gone. See, that's some freaky shit, man. And then and, and then essentially, uh, like, right after that, I'm just kind of like, oh, <laughs> the fuck just happened? And I'm man. tripping balls. Like, at this point, this is, like, like, like heavy five-minute mark or something yeah, like that. Yeah, like, we're at five. We're at, like, maybe not even that far. Three we're, like, maybe three-minute mark. And I'm, okay, like, that's heavy tripping extreme. balls. And I'm, like, I, 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 I can open my eyes and I can kind of see, like, I can see all the vomit, but I also see these slugs everywhere like we're talking Ugh. like like gro- like i mean like talking about like not like i mean it's not like 
gross bug slugs. It's like it's just Slithering. like distortion and like sluggies things. Weird. Like looking like I'm looking basically everything is spaghetti. Yeah. And um I'm just kinda trying to figure my shit out. Eventually my buddy's like, oh, we should probably fix clean this up the one immediately once i once that happened he was laying right next to me and he was like oh chill out dude it's cool like just we're tripping yeah you're you're fine i'm not mad at you chill out i was like okay but at the same time i'm still trying to figure my fucking shit out yeah Um, and this is just even go back to like the whole ayahuasca experience if you're going to be regurgitating and doing all this kinds of stuff are you still going to what are you what are you getting more focused on yeah um and me at this point i was definitely more focused on the fact that i was i just vomited all over the fucking place right and then also digesting what what, like this is this thing inside of me is what what is this (laughs) that um I would say maybe the fact that uh, going into the ayahuasca, you'd know I'm going to fucking puke all over the place. So it's not necessarily going to be as jarring. You're like, you're prepared. You know, sure. you're like, ah, oh, fuck, here we go. And now I got to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, and ayahuasca is not as intense as vaping DMT. Yeah. As far as like the dose at one moment. Obviously, it lasts way long, but right. not as extreme from right. what i know i don't I've never i would have to ayahuasca. understand the same way it'd probably be much more like taking acid or taking uh mushrooms it's the come up is going to be a process of probably maybe about 30 minutes have you ever heard of um like pharmawaska where you take like an maoi and like raw dmt so you're basically just taking like the ayahuasca you know in like its most condensed form Mm-mm. without the actual brew no, but I can only imagine that uh, certain uh, free-based DMT is activated to a to an extent. Edibly? Edibly. No, your body breaks it down before it gets in your system. That's why. Oh, you I can imagine. That's, that's true. But what am I thinking? What I, mean, I guess what I mean is like, uh, I guess I guess if your body wasn't so fast at breaking down, that's what I mean. Yeah, but I think there like there's a lot there's MAOIs. I think you can take like pharmaceutical ones. And I'm not like suggesting this. I've also seen a fucking video where a guy talks about just like capsulating a ton of bark and he swallows like fucking 30 like horse capsules, like, you know, big old fucking. Pills. Have you ever, have you heard about this <laughs> bark? That's so, that's a dumb idea. That's a terrible, like, can you imagine the shit you take? Dude, you wouldn't shit. A 30, like, you, you wouldn't just shit. ate an ounce of fucking bark. Okay, so, brother, I, I can't remember when this came your out. Your turn is gonna be like a sawmill, fucking like a like beaver shit <laughs> oh man you're gonna need to buy a new asshole dude okay so first of all who you're, i can't remember when this came out but it came out sometime in the fucking 50s maybe 60s i don't fucking know fibrous it was it was high in fiber bread i can't remember what this is actually called yeah they put wood in it they put wood chips in it all right it was fucking it, they put sawdust inside the it's actual raw. bread yeah. to make it more fibrous Did and they people put it were on the label like no cedar. fuck well maybe they i don't know maybe they put like natural there. fiber yeah Oh, um, natural fiber. Maybe. It's reminding me of uh, when the Simpsons uh, did, like, the energy bars, and it got fucking Homer climbing up mountains and shit. Oh, yeah. Um, They're like, it's just fucking apple cores and chopped up Chinese newspaper. Don't, <laughs> don't worry about it. You had the power to begin with. <laughs> so, like, anytime I think of, like, what the fuck is in this? I'm like, it's newspapers, Chinese newspapers, and chopped up apple cores. Right. Um, I don't know, man. It was one of those things where, like, I, I that's that's some nutty shit. You want to hear some freaky shit? Yeah. I don't. I mean, I'm pretty sure this is real. Uh, they blend. Like, have you seen how they make animal food, dog food, cat food? 
Uh, not specifically, like, like but really I can't imagine stuff. it being good. Yeah, I mean, like they feed feed people uh, pink slime. You know that that's made right. Yeah, it's like they soak meat in ammonia, centrifuge it. Well, imagine doing the same thing, but using any protein you can get your hands on, like so, shrimp and all the fucking trash. You wish fucking shrimp. We're talking like roadkill, uh, euthanized pets. Uh, Packaged, oh, wow. rotten uh, meat from uh, grocery stores. Like, you name it. If it's fucking flesh, rotten, barely or not, whatever. It's going to the food. It's going, going to, to the, the pet fucking, food industry. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. It's so wild. There's, like, videos of them taking, like, the magnets of this shit. And they're pulling out, like, all the bits of, like, euthanized dog collars. Because they don't fucking take off the collars when they throw them in the chipper. Oh. Fuck. Yeah. So, like, if you have pets, don't fucking buy cheap food. Don't buy cheap, like, nothing with animal byproduct on it. Because that's what it is. Yeah, it's I have a fucking insane. And then if you think about it, a lot of euthanized animals are pumped up for poison to kill them. Yep. And then they blend it up and feed it back, and you wonder why, like, your animal's getting sick. Yeah. You buy them as fucking cheap food. Yeah, and it's like, you know, post- supermarket like they don't take the styrofoam and the plastic wrappers off the fucking meat packages a lot of times just fucking throw it in there because they're just oh, centrifuging out the protein this is and this like is, a moat and you're washing it i'm just so i'm just so glad i haven't been giving my cat fe- like cheap food for the last like four or five years though it's like yeah. I, like i mean i don't exactly know what classifies cheap food as cheap food but i haven't been looking for the ingredients specifically like that i just would assume that if you're spending 35 dollars on a 20 pound bag of something that's gonna be yeah. You gotta look. Just just make sure there's no animal byproducts in that shit. Like and I fucking, ever uh, since I've been ever since I've been paying attention to the ingredients, I haven't been seeing any protein, of that stuff inside there. Protein this or that. Yeah, like, just like the really vague names. You know, you want it to say like specifically what the fuck's in it. And, and most like if you got cats and dogs, try to get grain free. Yeah, grain. Well, because like certain grains are definitely just not digestible for for them. It's just it's a filler food to keep them full. Yeah, they like. Would you ever seen a fucking cat go eat bread? Well, some of them. Some yeah, of them. Yeah. Hey, cats eat cats pizza. Cats will fucking eat pizza. <laughs> they love that shit. Dude, my cat loves cheese. Oh, really? Yeah. And my cat loves cheese, too. The enzymes mm-hmm. and uh, cheese are good for breaking down the plaque on their teeth. Okay. But I would say don't give them a lot, because I don't think they really dig fucking milk and lactose products. They don't. Well, I mean, you can give them milk. I mean, you can get, you can, but it's not. It's, def- like it's it just makes, not healthy for them. I think it it's makes really a not. lot of them sick. Yeah, it's not healthy for them. Yeah, and, and they'll and talk tip- about ayahuasca diarrhea. Yeah, feed right. your fucking cat milk. Same thing with raw tuna. Raw tuna is not meant for cats either. Uh, raw tuna? Well, no, well I'm, I'm not lying to you. I'm gonna say tuna in a can. Oh, really? Why not? Well, uh, it's because it's got the, there's still potential uh, parasites to that cats can't necessarily kill. Oh, really? Yeah. That we can? I guess maybe. I don't know. This is something that I. What uh, the fuck? I've, I've I'm gr- researching this. <laughs> Google it. Yeah. Google I don't really me. feed my cats. I, I'll like share the juice with them. I'll stir the juice with them. I'll let them kind of finish a little bit of what's in the can and stuff like that. But I don't ever really give them raw like tuna. Well, now you got me freaked out. Like, I'm not the fuck. I'm not like if they're if they're if they're not dead, they're not they're they're, they're fine, dude. They're good. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think it's gonna kill them. I, 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 at the end of the day, I think it's I, I think it could pro- make their uh, make them prone to sickness if you're gonna introduce. Well, I don't need that bacteria or fer- like whatever the fuck. Yeah, I don't need that. I don't know. I'm not. Huh. I'm not. I'm, 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 I'm gonna research this because I want to know. Yeah. Not like I'm calling your bluff. I just I need to know. I have two cats that I fucking adore. Damn, three blunts. I am gonna hit that mark of twisted real easy here. Yeah, this is a good one. This is just all Star Killer. Oh yeah, Star Killer's so good. I love uh, 
have it in one of those in my pocket for a concert. We get outside for a moment, mm-hmm. spark one up, and I start passing around. Like the look, people would make like eye contact with you while they're like trying to catch a breath, and they're like, <laughs> "Yes, thank you." What the fuck are we smoking? Right? Yeah, it's a fun one. Doghouse Star Killer, by the way. If people are trying to acquire, right? Doghouse is... kills the fucking game, dude. Everything they've got is like super nice. Yeah, honestly, and a dope company. Fucking filthy swag, right, so dude? Cool. Their fucking logo is on point. I don't like that they have this like uh like biker style like uh like line work on there. Yeah, I don't know. It's kind of old school. Yeah, what what is it? Um, Pen striping. Yep. Thanks. My pleasure. Thanks for rolling the first two. Oh yeah, that's delicious. Yeah. Star Killer. So I'm going to Base Canyon in like a week. Oh yeah. Yep. Nice. Pumped, dude. LS Dream got two two sets, that's Friday and Saturday. I am fucking happy about that. That's really cool. I'm gonna go fucking just like full twonk on it. <laughs> Try to like represent super hard on the brill shit. That's what's up. Yeah, I am excited. I would so be excited sad. too, man. I can't wait till next year. Next year, I'm gonna get a little more into the uh, into the just getting into I don't know more maybe more enjoyment stuff. I'm gonna have a little more. Pocket change. Dude, again. the thing is, man, like life is so short. It is. Like it's so short. I, I guess um, I'm banking on the fact that I'm gonna be around next year. Yeah. I so like for me when my lung collapsed, it kinda like reminded me that like you never know. Mm-hmm. You, like we drive around all the time. Yeah. Like one fucking asshole can just hit you wrong and then you're done. Yeah. Lights out, brother. Uh and I'm not saying just like YOLO. You know what I mean? Like yep. um, but kinda. <laughs> you know? Right. No, I think it's I think I think there's there's a quality about that that's kinda real too. Um and I'm 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 still out there doing stuff. I'm just you know So uh you familiar with Guar, the band? I am. Alright, so the last time David Brocky, the original Guar singer, did a show in Seattle, I wanted to go, of course. Like I'd already seen him a couple times and it's like the craziest shit ever. Right. Huge metal fan when I was He's, younger. That Guar is fucking gnarly fucking live, dude. Dope, right, yeah. The Put on a fucking show. crazy show. Yeah. Um, I wanted to take the day off, but I got the super fucking guilt trip from the staff when I was a prep cook and kitchen guy. Gotcha. Um, because it was the same night as like a big event. It was a sports uh, bar and we had like a UFC or a big football game or some uh, bullshit, right? Some fucking gay shit. <sighs> yeah. So... um. I didn't go, and I went to work instead, right? Well, it's good. not only was the turnout not overwhelming whatsoever, it really didn't need me. Like, yeah. I, you know what I mean? They were anticipatory. Like, 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 yeah, um, but I ended up cutting myself, chopping, because I was making like a bucket of pico de gallo. Uh-huh. And you got to chop like a billion fucking tomatoes, tomatoes and onions. And, yeah. and... Like, cut myself. And I don't do good with blood. But I, I went and uh, bandaged myself up, you know? Yeah. And by the time I got the second Band-Aid on, I had the feeling like, oh, fuck, I'm dizzy. I need to sit. And that was the last thing I remember until I'm waking up and I'm laying on the floor. And I'm like, what the fuck? Where am I? Huh. And uh, I'm like looking around and I realize, oh, fuck, I'm at work. And I'm looking at the room from the floor up. Huh. Like, this is all the work shit. Oh, fuck. 
I fell down. And uh, I couldn't really move. Like, I was, like, kind of, like, paralyzed. But I could yell. So I, like, yelled for help. And uh, our dishwasher was uh, training to be a nurse, like, in college for it. And okay. he's like, oh, fuck, you know. So it was a good thing he found me or whatever. Right. He was a good person to come on. Um, but he, like, goes to, like, help me up. And he's like, oh, no. And I guess there's, like, already a pool of blood, like, coming out of my head. Oh, no. I split the back of my, like, head open. Yeah, because it's a hard floor. Yeah, I just fell fucking straight backwards. Um, but the worst part was I damaged my, like, I did something called central core syndrome. Or I damaged my nerves really bad. I couldn't feel like my hands or my fingertips sensation for like two months. Wow. Yeah, I lost like all my strength in my arms. Like how like when old people get necropsy because their nerves sure, die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like that, but in like reverse order. Oh wow. And it like slowly got better, but it was crazy. Like and, and the pain was so intense. Um like my whole body from like my nipple areas oh, wow. all the way to like my earlobes. Oh wow. If if anything, like I couldn't wear a t shirt for two weeks. Shit. Couldn't wear anything because, like, the sensation of anything touching my skin in those regions was like fucking a flamethrower. Like, you know, when your legs asleep, yeah, really bad. Oh wow, those pins and yep. needles. Imagine if that was like combined with the worst sunburn of your life. Shit, you know what I mean? Like, it was just the craziest, like, electric, just the worst feeling. And like, dude, like I, I would like be moaning to try to lay in bed and sleep oh wow because just like being on the bed would hurt and like still to this day i have like really weird nerves from it sure and yeah i had to get five staples in the back of my head and shit anyways this is a long story but the moral of it is go watch fucking david brocky perform his last fucking show in seattle if you have the chance, yeah. not fucking work some shit ass job that you like, I don't, I, that, the company didn't do fucking dick off for me. Why the fuck would I right. not? You know what I mean? Like at the end of the day, no, they don't even exist anymore. Right. And David Brocky doesn't either. I could have seen fucking him one more time, like a hero, you know? Yeah. So that's, that kind of is where I'm at with it. Like ever since then, I'm like, if there's something like really fun or like something I don't want to miss out on. You know, yeah. it's like an event or something. Just do what you can to fucking go. Sure. Because like life is too goddamn short. You, you know, I agree. I get you. Yeah. I get you. Whether it's your life or the fucking guy like David Brocky died at 50. It's not very old for some of these metal gods being like not the lead all. singer like, of the band. Gene Simmons is still kicking, dude. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like nobody. I, I didn't know it was going to be the last chance I had. Right. You know. Sure. Well, yeah. I think about that even with like uh, Chester Bennington from like Lincoln Park and stuff like that. Yeah, you would never, you would never Sound, have a clue. Like, well, I can't, I can't. With remember. the last chance you yeah, had dude. to see them, and like, who knows what like reason that you would scoff it off, right? You know, never got to see Lincoln Park live. And they were a huge part of my uh, at least introduction to a lot of rock and roll and like hard rock music in general. I would say the catalyst of okay. certain th- certain genres like that. Sure, that um, first album was pretty big when it came out. Yeah, Hybrid Theory was pretty dope. I think I got it at Meteora, honestly. Um, I went backwards into hybrid theory, which was a great experience, but I never really left hybrid uh, hybrid theory or Meteora. Those were kind of like Lincoln Park to me. You really, you and I have like opposite as fuck metal tastes. Like they couldn't be bit. more opposite. I would have to say a little bit. I wouldn't say I wouldn't say entirely no, because like my my metal tastes are definitely evolved and have gotten a lot more different. And while Lincoln Park is not my mainstream, by no, any I just mean like what like so what you were digging back in the day. And around the same period, sure, was the stuff that I like disdain the most. I can understand that. I think that I think that's got something to do with generational too. Like I think you were like you are. 
maybe not so generational, but like I think there's a big difference in between someone who enjoys music at 12 and someone who enjoys music at 15. And yeah, 17. that's true. I think that there's a big difference in in, in taste and, and evolutions of the taste. Yeah, and stuff I just like didn't that. like if I could sense any kind of um, like cheese or emotion. Yeah, in music, I, I really enjoyed pop punk and emo music back in the day. Yeah. I still like so it's, it's, it's a part that of my had, roots. Like any kind of emotion in the music, not that like screaming and this and that. Like it was like uh, I didn't like music that was pouty. It had to be coming from a stance of like assertiveness sure like i really enjoyed slipknot too at the same time i like i really yeah. liked i really like lincoln park and they kind of went back like once that stone sour album came out then that shit fell apart sure yeah i honestly never liked stone sour in, in, in the entirety of it it was well it was like they had a couple like catchiness of it but it was too yeah, it was terrible. it was all it was all like radio play to me but then it, it seemed like that gave him the pass the green light to just like fucking sing like a douchebag on the slipknot albums sure and they kind of like redeemed themselves like i heard a kind of recent track and it wasn't that bad or nothing They've been they've been slowly kind of doing stuff. I'm like stuff. a fucking EDM head now. I get you, and I think it's hard that, for me to even feel like I'm a good judge on this shit. Well, I think that there are certain things like for instance, I'm going to see Slayer though. Fucking dude, about dude, that. Slayer's sick. I need to see them live. They're, it's their last fucking tour. When are they playing? Uh, Spokane. When? In like a couple months, I fucking how much like are right tickets? right before Thanksgiving, like the weekend before. Uh, I got a GA ticket. I think it was fucking expensive, like 110 or something. Shit, I can honestly, dude. But it's, I, dude, it's if I can swing a ticket, can I roll with you? Well, I was thinking about I might fly, fly over there from yeah. like the Boeing location, maybe. Or well, Seattle was cheaper, and then otherwise, my homie's driving there with the van. Sure, but I mean, I'm I might. Like, I don't know the validity of his, you know, I don't know the quality of his traveling sure. machine. Um, well, keep me in the loop. I'll, I'll have to tell. I'll have to keep you in the loop as it's well. It's a fucking crazy lineup, though. Um, Primus is my favorite band in the world. Oh my god, Primus Slayer is, be is there. one of my favorite bands. But um, it's Slayer, Primus, Ministry, which is a fucking another one of my favorite. Yeah, bands. Like, dude, this it's, is gonna it's be so a banger crazy. fucking show. Yeah, you just showed me Ministry. and Ministry is fucking wild. Have you listened to some of that shit? Yes. Holy motherfuck, dude! Yeah. And especially the evolution of Ministry, motherfucker. Right? Isn't that fun Holy to shit. just divulge into? Uh, like, it's so wild. Yeah, if you if you like thrash metal and fucking like industrial metal, Ministry takes it to the next level. But absolutely. The original Ministry is like '80s synth pop. I it's fucking so good. Love it. It's so good. Yeah, uh, with sympathy is like their OG fucking synth yeah. like synth pop. It's so good. Oh, dude. That's I'm the one I've been rocking F-O-G. a lot lately. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. <sighs> Fucking so good. Um, should we wrap this up? I feel like this is way longer than we're supposed to go. Maybe, probably. What's your time on here? Yeah, on an hour twenty-two. So we're, we're, we're this is gonna be a, almost a three-hour episode. Damn. Let's uh, let's wrap I it hope, up. Probably. Hopefully, it was uh, entertaining. You know. <laughs> probably it's kind of like a like a like a free ball episode. Yeah. This was a fun fun the one on one. Yeah, it was fun. I do miss Nate's energy. I do too. I you think know? that, uh, like, uh, maybe if, in the, like, I would have to say development in the future, of course. We'll see what how, how things go. But if you guys really did enjoy, for instance, not us not being able to all convulge together to do a podcast, you enjoyed this two split kind of thing, let us know because we're still trying to figure out our own schedules and our own, like, abilities to, you know, continue on this thing. We want to be able to bring you content and actually, you know, I don't know, more or less be relevant and continuous in our progress with everybody. So, uh, let us know if, that, if you enjoyed that. Yeah, because fucking schedules are a bitch. Life yeah. is hard. Life There's is, so much going on. For sure. We're not doing this full-time. This is one of our things that we're doing on the side. So it's kind of, we have full-time jobs. We have also uh, lifetime like, like uh, lifestyle obligations outside of this, too. Yeah, this like is one we of both our... dedicate a lot of time to music. Yeah, definitely. And then 
fucking jobs for sure and i know nate's got his own thing with his family and his kids and everything kind of like that he's very family oriented and so we're all trying to you know figure this whole thing out and he's got right now he's doing support for uh, one of his co-workers his co-worker's birthday was just uh a few uh i want to say a week ago or something like that maybe a few days ago i don't know exactly but he uh yeah he he's just supporting the shop making sure that they have uh closers and whatnot since he's taken the date the the guy who had his birthday date had Hey, I think it's Rick. Yeah. Happy birthday, Rick, dude. Happy birthday, Rick. Happy birthday. Late, late, happy late, late birthday. By the time this comes out. Right? Yeah. Um, all right. Well, thanks, uh, Twisters, for tuning in. I'm I'm twisted. Three fucking blunts and uh, some beer. Yeah. yeah. Me too. Need dabs anymore. Just fucking. <laughs> 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 right. All right. Stay twisted, y'all. Later, guys. Later.